Blog Talk Radio. Back on live PSA hip hop, man. Y'all know the vibes already, man. Watch what's good, brother. What's good, brother? Let's get right into this, man. Appreciation thoughts, man. Let's go to Southside Jamaica, Queens, man. A dude that you and I both rock with heavy. We understand his impact in hip-hop. We've done numerous shows on this particular individual, man. But when I go to Southside Jamaica, Queens, and I say boo-boo, Ferrari F550, Curtis Jackson, boo-boo, 50 Cent. You say what, my G? Southside to like D-I-E. One three four, Gabru. Gabru, yes sir. You know one of the the greatest Houdini acts in hip hop history is how Fifty did became so successful making money, so successful mm. getting rich that he successfully almost made people forget that there was an era where he actually was a rapid rap MC. And I, I got a problem with that. I have a problem with that. I'm not going to lie to you, man. Like, I don't like sometimes where people act like they caught hip-hop amnesia when it comes to 50. I have a big problem with that. Well, this is why me and you are here to do this appreciation to make people remember what 50 has helped them forget. I mean, turn yourself into a media mogul who greenlights TV shows, and he's right. an actor. He sells everything. Like, he's completely reinvented himself so successfully that people are so comfortable, like, oh, 50 really wasn't that big. Oh, maybe give it to that time mm. was good, but it was really just off turn. Like, and he just does not care. He's right. just about the moment and getting his money. But there's a rapping MC aspect to 50. That's, that That's is a full serious, fact. Very now, and we can talk you about and it. I go back to 50 when we heard him on the Onyx album, right? The React joint, actually rocking with the hockey jerseys and stuff like that. Now, at the time, and I can't speak for you, I'll let you get your bars off with him in a second. I didn't know who this gentleman was. I didn't really care to know who he was, Watts. I was all into Sticky, Fred Joe Sunsey, and, and Fred Joe Star Sticky Fingers, Onyx, and those guys. So we knew about him, but it was like one of those features, like, okay, your man is on the track. He's got a feature from some goon that maybe down with y'all from Queens and everything. But did we care about 50 at that time? So how to rob? We didn't care about him at the time. No. That was just me and you bought the album. We saw the React video. Fifty Cent was on it, but it wasn't. It wasn't. Mem- it wasn't memorable like, let's say, Keith Murray on Hostile or Cannabis on Beats mm. from the East. You know what I'm saying it right. didn't like. We heard this or, or Nas on Live at the Barbecue. Like when we first heard him, it was. It was mid. Since that's a word you yes, like. It was, that was mid. It wasn't. <laughs> it, it, wasn't was it was mid. Yes, but, it was mid. Like we absolutely knew who he was. Like, wasn't like we completely right. dismissed it. Because by the time it got to mm. How to Rob, I knew exactly who he was. I knew exactly who he was. Now, when we heard How to Rob, how strategic do you think 
when you're when you're a guy that's that's coming in to make your first drink to to for the masses to understand who you are and and, and things of that nature, and you do a song called Holla Rob, and you're talking about robbing some of the illest dudes that me and you at the time rocked with. How did you feel when you first heard how to get around? Mind, mind you, he's talking about rappers that we held to a high regard, Wu-Tang, Hov, and a bunch of other guys that he spoke about. How did you feel about when you first heard How to Rob? How to Rob, to me, is a five-mic hip-hop classic song. It is a five-mic hip-hop classic song. In now, my were you book. feeling that way at the time when you first heard it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Really? Okay. The song, absolutely. So the first time I heard How to Rob, it was on the mixtape by this DJ you guys know as DJ Sus One. For whatever the reason is, Sus One had it before everybody else. And I heard it and was like, this is fire. I dubbed it. Yo, y'all got to hear this. And everybody loved it. The song blew up. On Hot 97, Angie Martinez used to do a, sh- uh, a countdown on her show called the Top, the Top, the Top Five mm. at Nine, or the mm. Top, whatever her top five was. The song became about? so popular. The song became so popular in New York. It became the number one song on on her countdown. Everybody messed do you with think, the song. Do you think people song, remember that? What do you mean? Do they remember that how how popular the song was? Like it became a radio right, song number one, right? Well, this is why we're gonna have this talk because mind you, we're talking about 1999, so we're going 21 years ago. So I don't know, mm. you know, if, if from the tri-state, which is New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut, Philly's not part of the tri-state. The tri-state is Connecticut, <laughs> New York, and New Jersey. Because I got into an argument about that. Um, so. How to Rob was, first of all, I thought the lyricism was dope. I thought it was very creative. I thought it was very creative. Um, he called out the top best MCs who dominated the He called them all out. You know what I'm saying? He called out Juvenile. And it was just a dope song. To me, it showed creativity. It showed lyricism. And it was so impactful that Big Pun, mm-hmm. Jay-Z, and the mm-hmm. Wu-Tang Clan responded yep. on albums. No. On their albums. They didn't, they, didn't, they didn't respond by going to the radio station or saying right. it on a mixtape. They actually, on their next album, the next album to come out, by every one of them, they dedicated to a no. dude who only had a song out. Think about that. Think about that. Mm. that can you think of what happened? Imagine if one MC makes a diss song, and then the top rappers in the game. Imagine if Cole, Kendrick, and Drake responded to an unknown MC who made a diss song about them. Mm-hmm. That's literally what happened. Nah, yeah. No, no, I, and I totally agree with you. But now let me ask you this: I don't know if Fifty at the time when he did How to Rob, did he expect to get the backlash, or did he expect that okay, people were going to take him literally? literally that he was going to rob them more figuratively. It seemed like a lot of, and remember now, I would love to know, I mean, I, I can't dig in his brain, but I would love to know if he knew that making this kind of song would get backlash. And I think 50, in his own demonic way, was happy 
that cat's caught feelings about that. Was happy that Hov said, "I'm about a dollar. What the f is fifty cent? What do you feel about that? Because I feel that he didn't. He, that, I don't know if he knew that he's gonna get that much backlash. What do you think? I think fifty cent was ecstatic. The biggest rapper of yeah. all time. He always tells the story about when he was at Summer Jam and Hov told him, "Yo, you know I got to get you I back, get you. right? <laughs> you know I got to get you back." Fifty cent. That was the greatest thing ever. Oh, man. Now, the biggest rap yeah. in the world says, I'm about a dollar with the F is 50 cent. Then you have Big mm-hmm. Pun on his second album. He says, to the 50 cent rapper, very funny, get your nut off, because you don't know I'll blow your mother effing head off. That's and then the on, the off, classic clientele, and on the classic Ooh. Supreme clientele, they dedicated an entire skit yes. to 50 cent. Yes. So yes. That, that already showed you that, man. The industry clearly knows who he is. Produced by Derek Angeletti, a.k.a. The Mad Rapper. And he put that yeah, song on his debut album, The Mad Rapper album. Now, when we heard Power of a Dollar, because everyone talks about Get Rich or Die Trying, right? As For some reason, the masses seem to deem that as his first album. But let's be real, my G. And, and not shame on us, as sometimes you and I, we've talked, we already had conversations about reviewing this album. But how a dollar, my dude? You and I, both of us, rock to that heavy. You and I talk about this album numerous times, and it's come to the conclusion that both of us equally rock with this album. Just bringing up Powder Dollar, my man, I can tell you this was a Walkman anthem for me. Let me tell you how real Powder Dollar was for me. Because it was bootlegged, there were different versions mm-hmm. of Power of the Dollar on the street. I used to buy the different versions because some songs would have more songs than the other. Then I'd get another yes. version, and then I'd see there'd be extra songs on it, and I'd be so happy to have it. Then I'm like, oh, so this must be the final version. But before mm-hmm. all of that, before the Power of the Dollar bootleg came out, we got to talk about Life's on the Line because that was released. Life's on the... And the video was released. Man, let me tell you, that song, that song meant everything to me, man. Mm-hmm. That song meant everything to me. That, that song, that song. song got me hyped. song got me hyped. And then, you know, the album never comes out due to 50 getting yes. shot and everything changed with him. The labels didn't want to deal really with him. Really hurt him. Let me ask you a question. You think if he doesn't get shot and he's able to promote that album, do you think people respect it as much as me and you respect it? And shout out to the Trackmasters who Jermaine Dupree. No. Act like these cats, were, they, they, were, they were peons. Or something like that, but me and you rock with Track Masters. Just want to shout out Tony and Polk real quick, but continue. No, no, it, wouldn't, it would not have. I'm going to quote Tony Yeo on this. Tony Yeo thought Nature was better than 50. This is what Tony Yeo said. He said they, they were putting. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yeo, they, they put out all season. It's the thing. They put out all season and shelved Power of the Dollar. Power of the Dollar was a completed album. Now, you tell me, was mm-hmm. All Seasons to you? You got both of them. Was All Seasons a better album than Power of the Dollar? <sighs> no, it wasn't. I love your nature, but it wasn't, my G, you know? It wasn't. And, 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 and do you have Trackmasters made the wrong choice? Because mm-hmm. pop, Nature should have, let me be real with you, Nature should have came out in 1998. The year Big Pun yes. and GMX came out, yes. that was the year yes. Nature was supposed to drop. I co-signed on it. Nature drops in 1998. Hip, hip, we might have a different conversation about 90s hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? He yes. had all the momentum in the world. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to get sidetracked on that. But, but, but so back to... No, but it's true, though. It's the truth, though. 
No, it's the truth. It's the truth. You know, because I could really go on a tangent and a rant about that. <laughs> I got you, brother. So I got you. You know what I'm saying? So fifty. So, so now, the leg is out. Now man. let me ask you this: Now that we've listened to we've listened to this album numerous times already, I watch. What's your take on Power Dollar now in 2020? Or do you want to save that for when it's we review it? No, no, it's a five mic album. It's mm. a five mic album. I think it has. I think it has lyricism. I think it has five mic lyricism. I think it has storytelling. I think it has verbal wordplay. I mean, Ghetto Quran is a storytelling song. Now everyone wants to call yes. it a quote unquote. Oh, he's snitching. I love everything he Can I say something to the street dudes out there real quick about that man? I know a lot of dudes in New York City was not feeling fifty on Ghetto Quran. I gotta be real with you, man. I never looked at him snitching on people and trying to get people indicted. These are things that I already talked about in Queens already that people that live there knew about. Now, you and I live in a different borough, so we might not know about certain individuals he's talking about. I mean, the Chaz Williams, the Chaz Williams and those guys we know about for Black Hand, but, and Black Just, and we've heard names throughout the years, but I never looked at that song, Watts, as a snitching as a song. Never. I thought he showing love to certain dudes and, and giving love to hood legends. That's how I looked at it. First of all, I, I thought that was a fire Trackmaster produced beat. And I thought that song, I thought it was one of the greatest hood storytelling songs I've ever heard. Now, back to the snitching mm-hmm. part right quick. Niles on Memory Lane said, Uptown was Alpo, Son Hurdy was Kingpin. Fifty yes. just did an entire song where he did the same thing that Niles did on Memory Lane. Nobody says mm-hmm. Memory Lane's a snitching song. Everybody knew about Alpo and Uptown. Fifty, everybody, Fifty was mentioned and was known. These were known yep. street dudes. It wasn't like it's a mm-hmm. secret. It was known. He just rapped about it. So, um, I just loved. Uh, I loved. Uh, I loved Powder Dollar Man. It's just five mics. Five mics. Now he gets shot, obviously, and speech is kind of slurred a little bit like that. And I mean, can you imagine, my dude? You get shot. You get out. I think at the time he was with Columbia, right? They dropped him, right? At the time, if memory serves me right. Yeah, right? got dropped. Got dropped. And let's be real. No one in New York City was showing them love. Let's keep it real, Watts. It was not showing them love. But what in your eyes did you see the momentum switch to him where all the Africans had this man mixtapes and we had to get the tapes? I'm going to tell Something you. Something in 2002 where- happened. But this is before that, man. This is this is two thousand one. This is this is this is two thousand one. So this two thousand one, but I think two thousand two is really when he's really when he really like. I thought he got really noticed more in two thousand two. You're right on two thousand one. I just think I noticed more in two thousand two, and that set up two thousand three. Right. That's that's what happened. But you got to remember. So he shot and left for dead, and mm-hmm. she's not messing with him no more. Me and you are playing pile of dollar all year for two thousand. Yes. But mm-hmm. then he shot, and you don't know what's going on with him. You don't hear nothing, right? But slowly but surely, if you're in the mixtape game, now let's – hey, hey, Little Wayne guys, give me the, <laughs> the Little Wayne mixtape in 2001. Put me on. In 2001, his, not his album, his mixtape, because y'all, y'all said he's the mixtape. We did an episode on that. Listen, sidebar, me and Watson did a show on with Little Wayne and 57 mixtapes, so y'all can take a look at that on, on the thing, though, but continue, though. So, um – 
as a mixtape fanatic, you know, this was the the 2000s is the era of the mixtape to me. It was the era of the mixtape mm-hmm. and it went into it went digital. But, you know, I'd buy a mixtape, there'd be 150 song on there. I'd buy another mixtape, I'd get a mixtape, there's 150 song on there. But every song, and, and then I noticed something. I said, yo, he sound mad different. Like, he yep. sound way different. And it was how he talked mm-hmm. with the slur. You know, and that's when I first heard "Not Like Me," and I was like, "Wow, this song is like fire!" <laughs> the song he did, you heard me. The Henny got me feeling right. You heard me, like like every song he was doing was fire. And then we move into 2002, and I remember Wesley uh, came up with a mix in March, and Fifty had this song. He set it off with Fifty Shot You. You know what I'm saying? Mm. That's the sound of the rocking up, and I was like, "Ooh, this is." Yo, like, I thought this man was talking vivid street tales better than anybody by that time. And, I, and I'm going to be real with you, man. I think a lot of rappers, I think 50 sometimes get slighted when we have that conversation about hood tale stories. I love Uncle Murder. I love certain dudes. But 50 Cent hood tales, Mob Deep, of course, but 50 Cent hood tale stories are just like movies to me, son. They're like literally movies. I can vividly see what the hell 50's painting when he's talking about certain things, man. But I thought 2002 was the year for him with the mixtape game. I thought he was El Capitan, Derek Jeter status, for real. So this happened. So he still, he he puts that out. And you still don't know what's going on. You you just have a song here on the mixtape, a song there. You got 50 Shotcha, which was a fire Mm -hmm. song. Dude, just keeps y'all. Y'all, y'all get your stories from Feds, Felons, and Don Divas. You know what I'm saying? Divas. Just, Whoa. just crazy wordplay. Oh, by the way, by the way, I used to, I used to collect Feds. I used to collect Felons, and I used to collect Don Divas. <laughs> Don Divas. I, I collect Don Divas. Oh yeah, I do. Don Divas. Straight from the news thing. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Mm-hmm. Then one day, this is when this is when everything changed. One day, I'm going to get my mixtapes on the corner from the Africans because they want mm-hmm. mad corners all throughout the. That was ever in New York City where it was oh, anyway. So do you remember that ever? Remember the whip and you could just yeah, run to the light, the man and you could just run up, pop your thing to pop, and you good? Right? So I saw a mixtape and it said fifty cent is the future. And on the cover is Tony Yayo, Lloyd Banks, and fifty cent. Lloyd busy. Mind you, who the only person I knew was fifty cent. I did not know who mm. Lloyd Banks was or who Tony Yayo was. Tony Yayo was. <laughs> I, I just, <laughs> I didn't know who they was. They just three hey. on a couple mixtapes. My man, when I tell you I played that mixtape mm. religiously, religiously, it was a must. You know, yeah. Let's be real. We played it. Let's be real. We played them shits like the albums we played in that, in that year. Whatever we played in that year in two thousand two, we I played that shit more. just along with albums. I will say yes more. I, I'm not even mad at that. I would say more too. Yes. More than mm-hmm. albums in 2002, mm-hmm. without question. And to me, that 50 Cent of the Future shook up everything. Yes. Because the next time it dropped the second G-Unit mixtape, he set it off with your boy Kurt Loder from MTV. Yes, he that was big. That, and he announces that Eminem has signed. That uh, blew my mind. I'm just like, saying, let me ask you a question. Let me say that for a second. You, you said it blew your mind, right? 
How much did it blow our mind? Because we're like, damn, nobody in New York City signed this dude. They took a dude from Detroit to rock to sign this guy. And was 50 a really sought out free agent, in your opinion, in 2002? Free agent wise. I don't know. I don't think so, Watts. I don't, yeah, yeah. And that's why I say I don't know because. Because he would have been somebody would pick them up, man. Like uh, I just so don't what, know. So what the I Eminem here? What the Eminem here? So what the Eminem here that you and I heard that we flocked to him, but M M decided to want to sign him. He heard not like me. He heard not like me. Like he said, proof used to get from the mix. And he heard not like me. He said it. And 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 not like me is one of to me. Let me, let me just say this. This is just for me personally speaking. It's a top five fifty song of all time. Not like me. I'm not mad at that. To me, personally, it is top. That's not jumping out the window, though. You know what I'm saying? I think it That's has, I think it has everything. Like you said, his street hood tales are second to none. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um. So, and let me say this: happen? he's the first rapper that I've ever seen in my life. Because y'all be trying to sweep this under the rug, and I don't like that. He's the first rapper that I've seen perform mixtape songs in attendance, and people. No line for line, word for word, song for song, women and dudes. And it freaked my mind out thinking that I'm the only one that's listening to Guess Who's Back and 50 Cent in the future. But no, besides he had Wanks at the time in the club, but piece of piece and all the other joints he had on there. And I've never seen nothing like that in my life. Not from Jay, not from Nas, not from the Wu. 50. This was when 50 put his heart and soul and life into hip-hop. There was nothing. He wasn't doing sneakers. He wasn't doing vitamin waters. He wasn't doing movie deals. He nope. wasn't doing movies of Robert the Nipple. Everything he did was about rap. He literally rapped on every song on the street that was hot. He rapped over it. He rapped over, I mean, his famous Guess Who's Bizarre. And still goes to 97. And still on 97 and dropped freestyles. Like, still. Right. So, by the summer of 2002, he was officially the mixtape god of, of the Tri-State. The, was the, the god. I mean, it, was, it wasn't even a debate now. And that's the year nope. when Jay said, what, what was the infamous quote Jay said to the rest of the rock? Yo, y'all got to gear up, clip up, put flood the streets with joints because, boy, Jay saw the 50 Mania coming, son. He saw it. He saw it. He, and he, he seen it before it. everybody else. He told it. To Jay's credit. And, you know, and let, me tell you, let me tell you, and you can see the way when Jay on that Breakfast Club interview, the way he said it. Remember how he was talking to them? A lot of respect. A lot of respect behind I that. Said, I said, I told them, I said, 50's coming. 50's coming. Jay said that. Mm-hmm. So that meant Jay. This is Jay. Jay now. Jay's at this point. Jay's number one. It's one A, one B with him and Eminem. But he's, yep. you know, he's. he's this is right before Black Album. World Jay. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And he. Let them know. So, by this time, 50 Cent had the street on lock. Everything he did. Everything he did. So, when M, so when he put Wankster out there, I was like, man, this dude. Yo, you know, in 2002, I didn't, I thought everything 50 put out was fire. Everything. There was nothing I didn't like. Hey, hold on. Was 50 Cent the first rapper that we ever seen have beef with the top rapper and get him out, get him out the paint? Yes. But, it, but but before it even gets to that, uh, 2002. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna jump on what you said. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the year, they used to have this thing called the the Power Summit, 
and it would be in um, mm-hmm. Puerto yes. Rico. And they'd have battle mm-hmm. rappers there and all that. Man, and that they'd was have dope, man, back in the day. Jesus. 50 Cent performed there, and let me tell you, he shut it down. And the performance, mind you, he has no album out. Just no album out. Just mixtape stuff. Everything you say. That's crazy. Man, he tore that place down. After mm-hmm. he did that, everybody start coming home saying, yo, this is through 50. Yo, I ain't seen energy like this since big. Yo, I'm telling you, wait till you see what happened. I was watching all of the videos, the DVDs mm-hmm. that people was mm-hmm. talking about. And boom, that set up the biggest anticipation for a debut album since Snoop Doggy Dog and Doggy Style. In my yes, opinion. that's a fact. I know, no, I agree with that. You're using the word anticipation, right? Yes. Yes, if you go on anticipation, I totally agree with you on that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like I said, I've never seen... Listen, I thought 50 Cent did something with ja, what DMX did in the sense of... And I'm only speaking for me. I wasn't a big... I wasn't big on the bad boy ever when it was Mace and Diddy out here in 97. When DMX came, I was so happy that I felt he got Mace out of here. I also felt when Ja Rule... Listen, Ja Rule was selling records... Ja Rule was that dude. I felt in New York City, it was Jay, Fab, and Ja. If you want to go into sales talk and who's moving units and radio talk, if you want to go in that bag. But when 50 came in, it was just like, wow. I felt the streets came back, to, to use that term loosely. I felt he brought a whole different kind of energy. You know, we use the word energy, energy so much in hip-hop. His energy was so great at the time. I thought it was great timing. If that makes any sense to you, great timing when 50 came out. I thought it was, it, it needed it. I thought hip-hop needed new mm-hmm. energy. They needed a yes. new MC. Hip-hop can't survive or thrive or be great if we don't have new artists who blow. You just can't Factuals. just keep the same artists. Factuals. Like, you have to have a new artist at some point come along. And let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. By the time Get Rich Dad trying dropped, game set and match, it was done. Was done. Now, now talk about is he the first rapper that got universal love in a long time? At that in that time, from East Coast, West Coast, and the South. Probably more than Jay. Probably more than Nas and Ja. Here's here's and why. Here's, here's, here's why. He took the streets to New York with no cosign, with no help from the New York-based hip hop labels. He just took that and on the before three. He poked, listen, he poked that niggas too. I felt that 50 was mad. I think 50 low-key was mad that no one rocked for him in New York. Listen, You're not getting love in your backyard? I'm the hottest from dude. I'm the hottest dude across. I'm the hottest dude across this tri-state. Sticky keep talking. I'm going to smack his effing eye straight. He was beefing with, <laughs> he was beefing with Sticky Fingers too. Remember when Sticky Fingers did Jack and beef? And he yes. I ain't gonna lie. Yes. I thought I never talked about it. Stickies this to fifty. That's low key. No one talked about that. No one talked no about one that. You know that, right? Did he get at him? He got at him. No, he, he got, got him all like, body, my G. Oh. Yo, yo. If you notice, when Onyx talks about fifty, they have some emotional. They really get upset because they really feel like nobody credits. He sounds personal. He sounds personal. Because let's be real, me and you just acknowledge it. Onyx put him on. Like yes. we know who he is because of Onyx, and he never yep. acknowledges them. If you ever have a Fifty Cent <laughs> interview, acknowledge <laughs> that, that they exist. Yo, that's 
true, son. Yo, 50 does not acknowledge his Onyx oh, hockey outfit in the React video, my guy. He does not talk about that joint at and, and all. If you notice, if you, if you notice, why did listen, he, listen, so he credits cute. Jam Master J more than them? Which I understand a little bit, time. though, but, you know. Because he said Jam Master J is the one who put him on that. They, they, he acted mm-hmm. like it had nothing to do with them. Jam Master, they did that as a favor to Jam Master J. So, you know. Wow. But that's just that's just something that's not talked about. People never talk about the sticky fingers, this to 50. And then you all know the infamous Fred Joe Starr lost his mind to Charlemagne because Charlemagne said, yeah, but you ain't do that to yes. 50. Breakfast and you saw yes, Breakfast Club. Yes. Fred Joe died. So it was tight. I, they have some real bitter feelings towards him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But by the time mm-hmm. Get Rich and Die Trying came out, um, I, I mean, we first of all, me and you reviewed the album. We know it's a great yes. debut album. It, it dominated, like you said, so what you said earlier, he dominated every region, right? Well, you're going to dominate, you're going to get love on the West Coast because Dre, Dre promoted you. You're going to get love from the Midwest, Midwest. Eminem put you, on, put you mm-hmm. on. And then you said, you say on, on a couple of your songs, I got a flow that sounds southern. You say that, and you <laughs> always show the South love. You did songs with Bun B. Remember, if you get to guess who's back, yes. you got songs with Bun B. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So yes. he, he, messed with, he messed with the South. He messed with Skippo, yes. Wacko, and Young Buck, mm-hmm. and Juvenile. Remember, he had a song with them? But so you know what, though? Niggas got to remember that. 50 got Southern roots, though. 50 got Southern roots. His grandfather. No, you man, from the South. But, but he got with them. Like, he got songs with you. Yes. It's mm-hmm. to guess who's back. Mm-hmm. And, like, so you yep. can't fun on him, and then you know he nope. messes with um. He does, a, and, and then he raps stuff where he does a where, where he uses a quote unquote southern flow because of the the way his voice changed. Yes. But the funny thing about this is, during the time, it was very interesting to watch Murder Inc. in full meltdown mode. They did everything in their power to stop the momentum. And that's what made Ja Rule's look, look worse. Because Star would talk about 50, then Irv Gotti and, and, and Ja Rule would come to the studio and be like, I got this order protection right here. Look at it. Let me read it to you. Like, they were <laughs> every for the way trying to stop it. Remember the source? Remember the source cover with Ja Rule and Irv Gotti on the yes. cover? The last era of dope hip hop journalism. Yeah. They was they was on the cover talking about yo we at the we at the we at the uh, we at the uh, we at the Grammys why Fifty wasn't there if he the hottest in the streets why he wasn't there yeah we were, like like yep. it was they was really trying to stop it man and it just got ugly man and once they once they decided to give Eminem darts and throw Eminem into it they just yeah that was the battle they couldn't win then you went against the Interscope Machine and Eminem and there was no way oh, they could win that battle nope so. Now, so, so listen, give it to that trying classic. Mm-hmm. Now, something's interesting here, and it, we, we, and you and I talk about this numerous times when we talk about Fifty Cent, right? After get rid of that trying watch, he could have dropped the massacre right there, son. Could he not have? Could Fifty have done what Nas and DMX did and dropped get rid of that trying in February of '03 and maybe dropped the massacre November of '03? He could have done that, right? Absolutely, he could have did that. But this is where 50 was different. He was always long-term thinking. I mean, mm-hmm. his then he named his album Get Rich or Die Trying for a reason. He really wanted yes, to sir. be successful and rich. And he, he accomplished that goal. So he did something that nobody did. 
He took the height of his career and put it on his team. The height of his career. It's equivalent if you take somebody who has their biggest album, and the year their biggest album comes out, they come out with mm-hmm. a, a group album with their homies from the block. That's crazy. The same crazy year. Son. Like, the album, like the album hasn't even rocked for a year. It's only been out for like six months. Mm. And you already put all your shine on your homies from the block. So that actually ended up being smart because you, you set in motion people to know about your crew and Lloyd Banks and Young Buck. So that was... Hey, shout out, shout out to 52, man. Because I feel in this era, a lot of rappers, man, they be having a crews. And sometimes rappers, man, just because... They're your mans in them, and you know them from the block, and, you know, he around the way, dude, and you're trying to get your, your man just came up from jail, and you want him to start rapping and all this other crap. Yo, shout out to Yeo and Banks right quick, man, for actually being nice. <laughs> Even though 50 was dope, of course, the leader, but they were actually nice, though, man. You know what I mean? And for him to drop um, Beg for Mercy, I just think that was so big for him to do that, son. You know what I mean? And then we go into the massacre, Watts. So if the massacre did 1.4 in four days, the following, in, in what, was that 2005? Yes. What would have, what would have it so, done? What, what would the massacre have done if it came out late 2003 or 2004? If he's doing 1.4 in four days in 05? I, 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 don't, I don't think, I don't, I, to be honest, That's I don't crazy. think it would have done that much. Because by that time, 50 was still scorching hot. So because he allowed... Yayo, he did the group album, and then he allowed mm-hmm. Banks to be successful. Then he yep. allowed Young Buck to be successful, and he'd mm-hmm. be on their projects. Name was still out there. They were still dropping mixtapes, but it's but he was still on fire. And, dog, I'm going to tell you this right now, man. I'm going to tell you, this, this is a hip-hop moment for me. I'm Empath Mark, K-Slay, they applaud. Overnight shit is playing Slay's show, Empath Mark, overnight. And he plays piggy bank for the first time. Oh boy. My man, me, all the stock boys, we looking at each other like, Oh, what is he calling yeah, everybody out again? So he started up big time controversy. Now he's already a big superstar. He didn't need piggy bank to, to have anticipation for the album, but he did it anyway. So he comes out, does 1.1 million massacre candy shop. Number one song, highly successful album. Seven million copies. So, mm-hmm. so once again, fifty a mega star selling album. He did one album. Now, mind you, now mind you, let me tell you what we did not tell you. We did not tell you about the seven songs he gave to Game. Seven, seven songs we yeah. had the hook written, were given, and he gave them to Game. That's a fact. We we know the songs he wrote. We know the hooks he wrote. So we didn't even talk about the fact that he did that. No, nah, we you spoke know, about that, that on the game. When we, when we, when we did a game um, documentary, and we spoke about it. But yeah. here's what people don't understand. Here's what people think people are not giving 50 credit for when they try to just dismiss him. Mm. Not only did he executive produce these albums, pick the videos, pick the beats. Crazy. He rhymed with these dudes. Like, that takes, like, you still got to take skill. Like, that means he's, he's listening yes. to the project, trying to figure out song frequency, what songs to get on, you know, oh, this is going to be fire. Now, he did that. He kept doing that with three straight now, platinum or multi-platinum albums. And, and also, to piggyback what you said, I think we got to get 50 years props on being one of the hook masters. Like, there was a two, three-year run 
where 50 Cent Hook was everything to me, son. His yeah. hooks yes. were yes. like, yo, yes. fam. Yes. Like, for real, be like, you know what I mean? 100%. 100% agree. Now, let me tell you what does not get talked about, and I hate that. Let me tell you something that burns my soul. Mm. All you guys really try to act like the Get Rich or Die Trying soundtrack did not come out. Yeah, I don't like that, that either. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, yeah. You call it the Get Rich or Sound, you can call like the Get Rich or Die Trying soundtrack, but that's a G-Unit album. There ain't no soundtrack. He not. He don't got no outside people on it. It's only G Unit on that album. That is an official G Unit album, and they got some of my favorite G Unit songs and Fifty Cent songs on that album. It has the absolute Five Mike Street Anthem classic. I would be yes. his boy, produced by yep. the Boy. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. That album I agree. does not get credit, and I think that is a fight. Hustle's ambition. Um, when it rains, it pours. When it rains, it pours. Is my chitty doing on there. Love that joint. And let me tell you something, man. The Give It to That soundtrack to me, that's, that's for strong for Mike. Strong yeah. for Mike. Yeah. yeah. So, hey, you know what's dope also? I want to highlight. Yeah. During all this, all this we're talking about right now, He's still dominating. He's still one of the top dogs in the mixtape game. <laughs> like, as all this albums are talking about, give it to that trying, um, beg for mercy, and the massacre, he's still Sabrina's baby boy on these junior radio mixtapes that we still copped. So he was still doing fire music, doing his music for the albums, but still delivering you know what? on the mixtape game. Yo, yo, you know what? I'm so happy you said that because I just re- thought – you remember the 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 mixtape banging Sorry. he was dropping three oh four? I grew up with niggas. niggas. This is why this hood. is why when niggas tried to tell me this is why I was gonna watch Snake Eyes because my dude, I wasn't gonna just play them album cuts from these albums, my dude. This underground fifty cent joints that me and you hold Get to our heart, just like we do Power Dollar songs, just like we do Get With You Die Trying songs, just like we do Massacre songs, and just like we do Beg For Mercy joints. Like, let's be real. Yo, um, you, you, you're so right. Like, we can't even gloss over the fact that he put out some great underground songs in 03, yeah. 04, and 05. Like, that yeah. never made albums, but they was just, he was just putting them out there. That's work. Hold on. Mind Come on. Let me, let me. Did he ever get jerked? Did he ever get jerked from not winning the mixtape award? Um, I don't know if I, I think when it started, he, he had already dominated. So either okay. he got the first one or he didn't start yet. That's the way. That's the, that's, right. that's the balance. Um, one thing we got to tell you, just to show you how big 50 was and so people, because I know people like to erase his history and act like his, this stuff wasn't happening. In 2003, Rockefeller did this tour called the Rock the Mic Tour. Mic Tour, yeah. Jay-Z, who who was always the boss at Rockefeller, showed how much of a boss he was when he took Dipset off that tour and put G-Unit on that tour. And let me tell you what 50 was doing. That's when Cam said, everyone's at the Rock the Mic Tour. That's when Cam said that infamous line. He was tight. (laughs) You wouldn't be? You wouldn't be? And do you know what 50 would do? Let me tell you what 50 would do on this tour. And anybody who's been there rocking my talking co-signing. 
Jay-Z was the headliner. So 50 Cent would come out with his group before Jay. Before it was time for him to do Jay, he always did the, y'all want to see Jay-Z? Y'all want to see Jay-Z? Still going to keep on it. And hold had no problems with it. It was a, I, had no problem. one of the great, I had no problem with it. I had zero issue with it. Zero. One of, and I love old. One of the greatest things Jay-Z did was Jay-Z was not threatened by 50. He knew it was coming. And you don't mm-hmm. you don't fight a tidal wave. You don't you, can't. you don't try to stop a tidal wave because it never works, man. Let's it work together. Works. Let's work together. Let me put you on a tour and let's do a sneaker sneaker uh, commercial together. How about that? Let's stop and do this. Let's no, rock. No, no, let's no, rock no. fifty. <laughs> no, ho said, yo, let me just go get money with this dude. And that's what he did. Yeah, that's it. Let's get money together. Yeah, yeah. If they, and 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 then and and when Fifty would always jab him, always say, um, if David could go against Goliath with a, with a, with a stone, I could go with Nas and jiggle both for the throne, both for the throne. Yeah, respect and, me, nigga. You and, said and, I'm the nicest. Respect me, nigga. You, you already said I'm the nicest. I'm a midlife crisis. On that June, I'm a soldier. Fifty been telling him, I'm coming no, though. He you know, you know that man. <laughs> so boom. he just said that. You know what I mean? So, so, no, so, yeah. So, so now, so we got to get trying. We did, we got to get with that trying so far. So now let's go into 06. 06 Banks comes out for his follow up album, and that's Hands Up. So he does Hands Up. He's still putting out mixtape stuff. Mm. Um, It's not full, it's not as successful as the first one. So you could tell the G Unit, the peak of G Unit is no longer the peak anymore. Now we in different. So are we saying the peak? Hold on, talk about. Are we saying the peak then is from, o two, to o seven, o six? Well, we'll find out. Let's talk it through. We'll find out. We'll come to the conclusion. So o six, uh, Bank's second album comes out. Why the shark? Okay. <laughs> Why you say it like that? Like you act like I did not like the force of the shark. I did come on, son. We never talked, fam. I'll be I'll be shocked if you and I ever decide to let's review that album. I mean, we could do it for shits and giggles because we love hip hop, and that's nothing for us to do. But no one ever talks about that album. Why is that? Even though I'm so disrespectful, it's my favorite drain on there. But you know, three and a half bikes. Uh, no, no, of course no, three and a half. No, um, remember, I, I okay. Um, can I give it a um a low a light a four? low four a bit a light four? Can I give it a, can I give it a light four? The, and the only reason I'm saying I'm giving a light four, guy. yeah yeah yeah. But to me, but to me, I'm giving a light four because I I was still you don't understand that the, the 2000s decade to me was 50s decade. He was just my absolute favorite rapper, man. He could just do no wrong for me during that era. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna go into so you go into oh seven when people are like this could be it. This could be the end. Oh let let's let's just say something. In I... Lyrical Warfare fifty lost Lyrical Warfare he lost the rhyme battle to Jedicus and South Peak. I'm going to say that. There's no way I can act like right. the G Unit Lyrical Warfare was better than the Locks Lyrical Warfare. It just wasn't. Yes. I thought the yes. Locks Lyrically bodied them, and it. And here's he the thing, it. though, it did not matter. It did not matter because 05, 50 was just at the 
the most powerful in terms of sales he'd ever been. So even though they was absolutely ethering him with the rhymes, mm-hmm. and I'm acknowledging still that. Still selling units. I still, I still got to acknowledge that, though, that the locks mm-hmm. just great disses. Now, I, I really don't feel, I really don't, you know, still up to now, I don't feel 50 really wanted to go there with the locks. But like I say, he treated it like the block so much that once New York, New York came out, like he didn't want nobody standing next to John. Now, let me ask you a question before you go further. Do you feel 50 played divide and conquer with New York City rappers? And do you think 50 at the time, at his height, he could have done a lot more by collaborating with more New York rappers? And touring okay. with more New York rappers. So I'm gonna say, first, I'm gonna say I think 50 did the most for New York rappers in hip hop history. I think 50 okay. Cent did the most for New York rappers in hip hop history. And now that we got to that, let's go back to 05. 50 signed one of my favorite groups of all time, M O B B D E E P, Mob Deep. Nice. That meant everything to my nice. soul. Because do you know how much? Now let's be real. Hold on, before you continue, we continue. You and I spoke about this numerous times on the show. You and I didn't have a problem with Marv D going to the unit, but let's not act like some niggas in the streets did not like some hip hop heads didn't have issue in all hip hop reason things that you and I used to do all hip hop back in the day. Like a lot of niggas didn't like that, bro. Uh, and, and you know why people didn't like it because because Fifty became a absolutely polarizing figure. You, you know how you said divide and conquer. But to me, it ain't divide and conquer when you sign the two most hardcore street acts in the 90s in New York City, M.O.P. and, and Mob D. You tried to sign yeah. Mace. That didn't work out, but you had him running with you. But the point of the matter is, and, and, and by the way, Tony A. was from New York. Lloyd Banks is from New York. He's putting New York rappers on and getting them bags. You interview Havoc. Havoc told you how dope it was to sign with Right, right, right. We got rich off of that. It was the most money we ever Son, made. Let's keep it real. So me, me and you, me, me and you lived the Marv Deep era. We've never seen Marv Deep's. I've never seen Prodigy smile so much and jeweled up. And and this is when they was going with Bandit, Hollywood, Hollywood P, and all this other talk, like pushing Ferraris through New York City. I've never seen these dudes looking like that. Like these niggas jeweled up. Um, like, um, if you notice. And how does Havoc and how does Havoc and P talk about their time with Fifty? They never they talk about it as the greatest time of their life. We traveled the whole yeah. world. We went on mm-hmm. tours. We did stuff we never done. Just imagine, Monty puts all their classic music on the nineties, and they never experienced the the, the, the accolades that they should have been right. experienced in the nineties until they got with Fifty. What if Fifty said, "I ain't signing to do"? What would have happened? They would have been doing. They had no label. They were doing three agents. Like what happened? You know what I'm saying? But you and so I, I also 50, said numerous times. Um, but you and I also said numerous times that we weren't shocked that Fifty signed the Mob, especially on the strength of my nigga, him and the unit. They was rapping off mad Mob deep beats before they signed the Mob. It was like I was like, oh, Fifty loves the Mob. I'm not mad at you, Glenn. Rock, rock, rap off all these Mob deep havoc beats, though, Fifth. You know what I'm saying? I had no issues with it, though, man. What did What did Havoc tell you when you interviewed him? About which fifty he felt the same way. way. He he felt this. He felt, felt like said, 50, you know, I'm a mm-hmm. fan of you guys. I'm a yeah. fan. Okay. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this goes back to what you said. He he was claiming divide and conquer. I'm like, um, no. He actually saved icons in New York hip hop. In my opinion, that's me. You know what I'm saying? Why? Because he didn't like. It. 
uh, Ja and people who stood next I'm to Ja. Not gonna lie though, man. I did want to hear G Unit, the Locks and Dipset. You know, I've always said this for years. I always wanted to see the Unit, Locks and Dipset tour. I always wanted that tour, man. Always wanted that tour for us, bro. Always wanted that tour for me, for me and you, the niggas like me and you. That kind of tour. That, that, but we see, deserve that, bro. See, I didn't need. I, here's the thing. Here's the thing. That tour wouldn't have been for me. I, I I didn't care about that. I was never thinking about. I need a unity tour. I wasn't thinking about that at all. I thought that's all not a unity tour, man. Come on, don't say unity tour, all, my G. So, so let me just say. Let me, let me just say this. I didn't care for that. I didn't care. <laughs> like when they when they did the, the anger management tour, when they did the anger management tour and it was right. when they did the anger management tour, and you were a mob deep out there and it was Eminem and it was Fifty. I loved it. I wasn't thinking. I wish D Block was here. I wish Dipset was here. I never ever thought that or even wanted that. You so, know what I'm saying? Especially so you never. All right. So hold on. Hold on. Time out. Time out. All right. So forget the tour. There. Forget the tour business. You didn't want to hear the unit and the locks together and then the mixtape era, 0304? Oh, you're bugging, Watts. Come on, son. I was. No, no, wait, come on, come on. I don't know what I didn't want to hear that. I wasn't saying every day, when is the unit and the locks going to get together? They was having verbal warfare all through 2005. No, 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 no. Before, before, before. I'm saying before the verbal warfare, let me be real with you. Let me be clear on this, Watts. My nigga, I wasn't too happy. I wasn't too happy with the locks and fit in G unit beef, and I wasn't too happy with that. I didn't like that. Let me be real with you. I didn't like that. I'd rather them collaborate together than beef together. But that's just me, though. I get it. I get what you're saying. But it, I, I'd rather them collaborate. So, now, so, let me ask you this. So, so, going, into the, going into the Curtis album, did you have any concerns going into the – I know you usually don't. You know, I usually am the one in the crew who has issues with guys going so to the album. Then talk your concerns. You, then talk your concerns. Because you know I had none. But you talk <laughs> your concerns. I did have concerns going into 07 with the Curtis album. I did, though. Because, I mean, I think that's I Get Money, right? So I Get Money was both. Can we talk about I Get Money, though? How much does I Get Money mean to you, sir? Let me just say what I Get Money. I Get Money. He needed that, too. The perception. You're right. He needed I Get Money. He now, needed that choice. He needed that choice. Oh, my he pushed back his album months because he had Straight to the Bank and Amusement Park. Yeah. And those were the two uh, singles he was pushing uh, out. Amusement Park. Archie Bunker Walker. He put that out there to, to and, and he did not like the reception that those singles got. Now, I'm going to just say this. To me, by 2007, to, was bad. to me, 50 looked at hip-hop as a formula now. It wasn't his only source of Are you saying his passion wasn't there anymore? Yeah, 100%. 100%. 100%. He was rapping like his life depended on it between 2000. One, two, three, four, five. You know what I'm saying? And by 2007, right. he had a, he made it where he was so rich. He could, he could, he could fund a tour with just him and Spider Loke and Hot Rod and Olivia and Mob D. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Did you like those signings? No. The only signings I liked was MOP and the Mob. That's it. I didn't understand 50's fixation with one of the side mates that he was getting at Diddy every time he can on joints. I never, I'm so glad. 
that deal did not happen for 50. He called me the hater. Why I don't care way? what you people want to call me. Why I'm way? so glad it makes it not, not going to unit. Did you not did you not did you not love that mixtape when he went at um when he went at Diddy? Yes, I love that. I love that. Um, the War Angel yeah, mixtape. Loved it. Loved it. We love the War Angel mixtape. No, not, not, not War Angel. Not War Angel. Not War Angel. The one when him and when him and Forty God was that press. That and with he got the Dead Press joint. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. That that mixtape. And then he did mm-hmm. one where he just fed Joe. Remember Elephant in the Room? Yes, he yes. That mixtape. I love you, my like, man. Like, my man's. Time out, time out, time out. God, no one talks my nigga. That's one of my favorite junior mixtapes. And no one, like, obviously, the, the 50 Cent, the junior record, radio joints, though. But going down to the latter era of G-Unit, though, that Elephant in the Sand mixtape was some dope-ass music, B. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. I, I, I strongly agree. But one thing you said, you said 50 needed I get money. Yeah. And he desperately needed I get money. Because those two singles didn't do nothing. But when he got I get money... It was enough to satisfy that damn 50 still got it because it was so big of a song that he got hove and Diddy on a remix. By the way, which is not a good remix. You know what I'm saying? Like when we talk remix, we don't talk to I Get Money. Did not like that remix at all. But the issue was is that you could get them on the remix. You know what I'm saying? Like, by the way, this is the era now. You can't get hold in Diddy by this time. Like by this time, like no. you don't own seven. Good luck with that. Like these guys are on another level at this time. Yeah, you good can't luck just with that. Get both of them to be on the remix. You know what I'm saying? But he needed that. And I don't know how you felt about the Curtis album. By the way, let's be clear. The name of the album is Curtis because of his beef with Cam. Cam on. <laughs> That album was called Curtis because of Cameron Giles. Let's be very yo, clear. Yo, okay. Shout out to Fifty for freaking it though. Take it like Cam. All right, you're trying to make fun of me here on the radio station by calling me by my government name. Guess what, brother? I'm gonna take you trying to poke poke at my name and freak it and play it on my album, man. That was hilarious. Now the Curtis album. And I also three and a half mics for me. Now also it's it's a strong four for me. For me, it's a uh, strong. Okay, strong for. Okay, strong for you. If we talked about that album, you'd know why. I like, like I like the only song I didn't like was the song with Robin Thicke. The wait, the only song I didn't like was the song with Robin Thicke and the song with um the the the, the Pussycat Dolls. My nigga, don't I like tell me you like the L technology. Do not tell me you like the L technology. It's one of my favorite songs on the album. Come on, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. Come on, we're not doing that. Masterpiece. A Timberland masterpiece. I hated that song. I hated that song. It had a music on. The Mary J. Black song on there I did not like. The um, Robin Thicke song I did not like. Agreed, agreed. I didn't like the fucking amusement park. I didn't like Straight to the Bank. No, that shit was three and a half, fifth. I'm sorry, my G. So, so well, I'm giving you four. So, so, I'm giving you three and a half. So, I, no, I'm giving it a strong four. And you know what, though? I wanted okay. to revisit that album. When we do our revisits, okay. I wanted to revisit that album on it. Because, because when we set it off with Gun Go Off, I, I want to hear you critique that. Then I want to hear, I want to hear you critique um, the song he got with Akon. Like, I, I want to hear you critique. The Havoc. The Havoc Joyce, um, the best song on there. Fully Loaded Clip. Like, I want to hear you Clip is my favorite song on there. Fully Loaded Clip is my favorite song on the, on the, on the Curtis album. And what about 187? Did you like that? Come say that I'm grimy. I keep them one nature. What did you know about Curtis? I liked it. Not as much as you did. I liked it. You liked it more than I did. Not as much as you did. 
I was a fully loaded so, so boom. So boom. So let me tell you what Fifty did. This was Fifty's last hurrah as an album seller, to be honest. Mm-hmm. This was his last hurrah as was. a big time album seller. We'll talk. And he did we'll talk. And and this is where I knew Fifty cared. With Fifty, he looked at hip hop as marketing and a formula. The actual arts and craft, the love of like the black thought love of hip hop, he that that wasn't mm-hmm. him at this point in his career. He just wanted to make money. Right. So you do the infamous battle with Kanye West, where y'all both have your album come out the same day. He needed that. You know, and right? you get a big number. He needed that. Huh? He you do a big, that, that's that, what that. I'm pointing. He needed that. He needed that. And he knew. And, and when I saw him going so hard to promote that. And like, I, don't know, I, talking about, like, I know for a fact, 50, I know for a fact you did not expect this more than Kanye. You did not expect that. But, 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 but. He did an insane number. He did six hundred and ninety thousand mm-hmm. copies. Kanye did. Kanye did his greatest number ever. But the fact that Fifty did that big number that meant everything to Fifty because most albums never mm-hmm. do six hundred and seventy thousand in one week. But Fifty did, and mm-hmm. he loved that he like. At this point, I thought Fifty would do anything to sell a record. That's how I right. He would do anything right. to sell a record because you know the momentum mm-hmm. was going away. So boom, that's Curtis. Now let's get to. Before I self-destruct. No, before that, uh, he puts out another Genius album in 2008. T.O.S. Oh, boy. No. Straight out of Southside. Three and a half. Um, three and a half. Light. Two. He puts, out, he puts out that in 2008. And remember, but he puts out mixtapes. There was no chemistry. There was no chemistry. That was the Iron Flag. That was the Iron Flag for the Wu-Tang Clan. That was um the W. Not a W too much. Iron Flag album for me. So, um, but that was the year he was putting out those mixtapes you like, though. Remember? Yes, I, I love the room. all the mixtapes. That's a fact. That is tapes. a fact. Right. You're so absolutely right. Yes. This is 50 putting out this kind of music, though. So he was still putting out music that you liked, that you played that on a loved, regular basis. Loved. Okay. okay, loved. Okay, so we're saying that. Um, so, and then he puts one of your favorite songs. From TOS, produced by who? The Ether Boy. Oh, Ether Boy, that's right, Ron Brown. Straight out of Southside. We thought about that song. Love that joint. Love that. Favorite song on the album? Nigga, it's Boo Boo, but you could call me 50. That song? Yes. That's the yeah. song you That shit right there. Yeah. Crack, crack. So, so crack. are you saying 50 could still make a hardcore banger for you in 08? Yes. He could still do it. Still saying 08. Mm-hmm. Okay, boom. Maybe so not, maybe not at the fast rate. Maybe not at the fast rate that he was doing years prior. But he's still, right. you know what I'm saying? He's, the jumbo is still there. So then we go to, then we go to Before Our Self-Destruct album. Yeah. The end of the decade, 2009. Yeah. Um, first of all, I want to ask mm. you, what did you think of the song Crime Wave? My G, Produced I'm by glad you said that. I'm glad you said I'm about, to, I'm about to put that on cue right after the show. I used to, my, my G, let me say this right now about Crime Wave, man. That's one of my favorite songs. Like, it's so funny. I talk so much about Fully Loaded Clip. Yo, Crime Wave got so much burn for me. That, that, that year? Was that 09? Yes. That's one of my favorite songs in 2009. That's how much I love Crime Wave. One of my favorite songs that I played that whole year was Crime Wave. I still love Crime Wave. I like five of my songs for me. I love 
Primary, just like I love for you, little clip. I haven't heard what that song in a minute, too, so man. That's crazy. What did you think about the song, So Disrespectful? Of course, he's poking that game and everything. It's a funny disjoint, you know what I mean? It's 50, you know what I'm saying? I love that joint, too. I like, oh, another first, joint on there, okay. I like, um... I, I like the first song on the album, The Invitation. I like the first song I did like on that. the album, the song that... Um, Name some songs from the uh, album, again. the songs on there that I like. Um... Was it raw? Was it something raw? The, the days went by. Death to my enemy. Psycho. The Death song got with uh, no. Eminem. Death to my enemies is all right. I like Death to my enemies. That was all right. Okay, so you like Death the, to my enemies. You like Death to my enemies. Mm-hmm. You like So Disrespectful. Mm-hmm. You like Crime. Mm-hmm. What did you think about Love Crime? Flight One Eighty Seven. I like that. I liked it. I liked it. I liked it. Everyone oh, loved that song. I didn't love it like everyone did. Oh, oh wait a minute. Wait a minute. What did you think about the song with Neo, Baby by Me? Wait, tell me, tell me. Wasn't there a song called Stretch on there? Stretch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually like yeah. Stretch. Yes, I remember that now. Stretch. Yeah, yeah. So, strong three and a half? Yeah, yeah, I'll give it strong three and a half. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Okay, strong three and a half. Yeah, yeah. I'll go with that. Okay, I'll go so, with that. so let me just say this now. So, that's basically every year. In the decade of the 2000s, 50 Cent put out multiple mixtapes, mm-hmm. albums by his crew, or he put out an album for himself. I think the decade mm-hmm. of the 2000s, to me, was 50s decade. Just If you just look at the entire decade. And by this point, mm-hmm. hip-hop was no – this is just my personal opinion. Hip-hop was no longer a passion for 50. Making money I agree. was a passion for 50. Yes, Headphones. Money was <laughs> Headphones, doing all the liquor. You know what I mean? The movies at the time. Video games. You know, video games. V- right, video movies. Movie. Remember, remember um, on the period where he was just doing movies? Remember he was just doing mad yes. movies? Yes. yes. Like, 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 and let me say this right quick. About- I was a hard body, genuine um, clothing apparel guy. Let me just throw it out there very much. And I, 50, I rocked a lot of G Unit from 03. So five, I was G-Unit down, like G-Unit down that to the ground. That sound crazy. For real. I'm going to tell you this right now. I'm going to tell you this right now. I had the white and sky blue G-Unit sneakers. And I, you couldn't tell me I wasn't super fly. You couldn't blue tell Yankee me I wasn't fitted. fly. G-Unit sneakers, nigga. Blue Yankee fitted G-Unit sneakers. Like Max so quote, Yes, bro. Quote, that was me. To quote Eminem. So quote Eminem on Welcome to D-Block. What did he say? You get shot in your G-Unit Reeboks. On Jada's yeah. album. And I yeah. always yeah. felt yeah. Jada in a lot of some kind of way when he said that. But because it's Eminem, you can't tell Eminem to change his verse. But I know. <laughs> and that part of part. Nah, just, just to get an Eminem verse, you got to accept anything he gives you. I know. That yeah. Man, he's talking about yeah. G-Unit Reeboks on album. He's promoting G-Unit <laughs> like that shit. Yeah. Yo. I guess I know he's screwing up his face right now, like, yo, fam, really, my G, you really going to say this on a joint, though, bro? Jada's like, nah, you know they let it rise, P. You know they never told nah, me. Nah, you know nah, they let it rise. Nah, hell no, hell no. So, you got to so, eat that so one. Basically, so, basically, this is what happens now. 50 doesn't come out with another album until 2014. Mm-hmm. Think about that. He went five years without dropping the album. So you can just tell when you go five years without dropping an album, your love your passion is not there no more, B. But see, not there this no is more. why, this is why. If you fast forward to even now, right now, right? 
he talks about um, he want Banks work ethics. Had, I think he really wanted to stop rapping and let Banks, Buck, and Yayo do the music. And he just fall back. I don't think Fifty's passion. I think he knew. I think Fifty was so smart enough to know that he has a short span in hip hop. If you could be that dude for two, three but, years, four years in hip hop, like the RZA, oh, like like the RZA, just like the RZA does in production, like the RZA, we always talk about had that four year run. Like when you have two to four year runs, my dude in hip hop, that's equivalent to damn near ten years of me. I'm serious. That's hard to do. That's really I hard to do. What are you saying? I, I I agree with you, and I felt he did that for a decade. I mean, we basically showed that he was putting in hip-hop work for a decade, right? But the yeah. thing about 50 yeah. is money, money and power is more important to him than being considered yes. Yes. nice. And what he yes. wants to achieve is he's more powerful. So, for example, you guys will say Kendrick Lamar is the, the you know, he's, he's the greatest rapper and all this kind of stuff, right? But 50 has the power to say, hey, Kendrick Lamar, I'm going to give you a guest spot on my show, Power. And because he's that powerful, he can make that happen. Mm-hmm. 50 turned himself mm-hmm. into someone who was so powerful, he could take Papoose and Jim Jones and put them in a movie with Robert De Niro and Al Pacino. Now, you guys telling me Albert, Robert De Niro and Al Pacino know who Jim Jones and Papoose is? No. That's no. all 50. So 50 no. reinvented himself and turned himself into a completely new person. And... He was so successful at turning himself into this new person that people mm. do not give him his flowers. And I have a problem with that. I don't like that. I don't like that. In the I don't like that. And I don't like that. And I don't like that. And I'm glad we have a platform. I'm glad you and I have, you and I have a platform where we can give dudes a flowers and talk about the pros and cons of their career and give it up. Now, before I wrap it up here, before we go on the subject let here, me give you, I want, let me, no, let hold me on, let me ask you one question. Yes. Do you think Do you think he drop another album? Or would you be surprised if he ever drops another album in the next three years? So, if you just look at 50 throughout the last 10 years, he tried. He would put out mm-hmm. a single and look at the temperature. He did numerous songs with Chris Brown. I'm the man. I didn't like those. He did songs with Post- I love I'm the he man. Did songs with, Post- with Sonny D. He did- loved I'm the man. He did songs with Post Malone. He got a dope. Yeah. To me, he, has a, he did a dope song with Kendrick Lamar and KK. Like, I like some of the stuff yeah. he's doing with Kendrick. And the joint, he had with Fat Joe. He had a joint with Fat Joe that I liked also. He had a joint with Jada? Remember the joint he had with Jada? Yeah, yeah. Not, yeah. Not, no, no, yeah. no. The, the hot joint he had with Jada. I love what you're talking about. He had a song with X I didn't like too much, though. But yeah, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. But yeah. the point is, the point is, yeah. but, but his heart was into hip-hop. It would be there. Remember, Punch did an interview, right, from the, the guy who, who used to work for This 50. And he said he would be trying to get 50 to, this is the newest rapper out. This is the rapper out. But right. 50 was all consumed with power, making power a successful yes. show. And power was very right. successful. 50 so much power. What happened? You and I always talk about the 40-year-old rappers, right? I think in 2018, you and I highlighted so much the Royce, the Five Guys, the Rosses, the Pusha T's. All these Styles P, right? We highlighted all the forty-year-old guys. I don't think Fifty want to be sitting at the table with other forty-year-old guys doing music. And he's not, but he's at the table where he's powerful enough that if he wants to, he can call anyone in the number and put him in a show. I mean, he has that kind of power, so he's actually more powerful than a rapper could be, and that's what he wants in life. He wants money, power, and respect. That means more to him than hip hop. Yeah. Respect. 
And unfortunately, it, it, it just it it, it 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 makes you not appreciate the pain mm. and the grind he put in in the early two thousands, man. Like none of this mm. stuff happens if you don't put in that street hip hop work rapping. None of this happens unless mm. that pops off. That's why Get right. Rich and Die Trying is the perfect name for an album because that's that's what he cares about. Right. Shout out to 50 Cent, man. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm glad we have a platform there to get 50 his love, man. You know what I mean? That's what it is, man. Um, I want to go ahead with you right quick, sir. Um, let's talk some female hip-hop right quick. I think you and I, and, and the beauty of uh, the continuity that you and I have, especially you, you love female battle rap so much. So I feel that dudes that love female battle rap like you and I, and, and I don't know if you feel me when I say this, you couldn't like female battle rap if you didn't like female hip hop. Am I right on that assumption? You're one hundred thousand percent correct. My love of female battle rap came from my love of female MCs because I've always loved female MCs. Now I put something I had earlier today, Watts. I want to get your, your your take on this, right? So I'm listening. To, I'm at the crib and I'm playing Foxy, right? And you never know, it's not breaking news if you've been listening to me watching how many years, how much I love Foxy Brown. Um, on the old channel, me and Watson did a Foxy Brown appreciation um, before. Um, and I put out there that, wow, Watson, 2020, I'm listening to some old Foxy joints, obviously, before her hearing, the loss of her hearing, obviously. And is it me or my bugging right now? Or I feel like. As ill as Lauren is, and some people got Lauren Hill as one of the goats in, in, in female hip-hop, and I have no problems with that. But why is it that I felt in the last three to five years that I've played more Foxy Brown joints than Lauren Hill joints? What does that mean in the grand scheme of things? Why I don't know. But I have to admit, though, brother, I've played more Foxy Brown joints than, than Lauren Hill. I don't, I don't want nobody thinking, watch, I don't want you thinking either by me saying that to you, brother, that I'm shortchanging Lauren Hill, we're not doing that. We're not trying to have that type of show. We don't do that over here. But that's like saying you didn't like Run DMC. Neither handle there, whatever. But what do you think about me saying that, though? I can understand the impact Foxy Brown had. Uh, Foxy Brown's – so let's just talk about Foxy Brown. Uh, we, we did a appreciation of her on the old channel. But mm-hmm. just to put it in – so people can understand – you have a 16-year-old female MC from Brooklyn, Jesus Christ, who is trading bars, trading bars with 95 Prodigy, Prime <laughs> LLJ, sad joke on a song called "I Shot You." Then, while she turns 17, she literally starts bodying every feature she's on. She's on a feature with Kate. Bodies it. To touch me, T. Yes. Foxy bodied it. She gives Jay Z his biggest. Song. She put the battery hose back. Let's be real. She the, put the, the battery hose back. The 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 B side to Dead President that blew Hove up. So what? He wrote some song. I blew him up the I same. Blew him up the same. And that's a fact. Okay. That's so factual. That's factual. Foxy Brown had big time momentum by by the time nineteen ninety six came. She comes out with that album, uh, and she has a lead single with Teddy Riley and Backstreet. She has our favorite mm. song off of there, The Promise. 
And mm. I can see that she just loved. She had a mic, a stage presence. And if you go back to that era, and then you go and back to And that flow her, and delivery. Oh, don't uh, don't forget the flow and delivery, my G. We cannot so, forget the mineral further. and vitamins let's, in that. Let's take a step further. Can we name a female MC who rhymed with Prime Hope, Prime Knock, and Prime Prodigy? Wow. Put that brief for a second. Like when they went in that absolute killer. Yeah. She yeah. I didn't know who that was. I did not she know. Ram- that hold on, hold on. Did she rap last? Did she did she rap last or LL last? I think she ran before LL, right? I just know she was the only person I didn't know. Think about the chat. I was like, who the hell is this? Think about this. LL. Out of nowhere, put on someone who we never heard of. How did he? Like that is ill in itself. That he was my guy. Comfortable she had a better verse than LL. How about that? You want to go there with it? I'll go there with it. She had a better verse than LL. I'm going there with it. So the point I'm making is, I can see why you can play Foxy Brown because Foxy Brown really had a that impact. Man was insane. And like I said, prime prodigy, prime LL. LL still had it in '95. Yes, okay. yes, facts, factual, factual, uh, factual. She's rapping with, she's rapping with reasonable doubt, Jay, and, and rapping Nas. with, <laughs> and, and rapping with. It was written firm, Nas. That's and then crazy. not to mention, a clue freestyle. I mean, come on. So listen, yeah. you saying you felt, you saying you felt Foxy Brown. And you would listen to more than Hill. That doesn't. I, I don't. I don't. There's no way for me to take it because you're not putting it. Yeah, in but Twitter got an uproar. Twitter got an uproar. Wait, wait. Talk about, talk no, about because Twitter because got an uproar when I said that. No, shout out to Shay Noah. Hold on. Shout out to my sister Shay Noah for, for having my back to holding me down though because I was kind of getting kind of ugly though. Because the uproar is about is it makes it sound like you're saying Foxy Brown is better than Lauren Hill. How? How, how do you get that when you're saying that? How? But how do you get that? You're saying that. Because, because I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Why did you say Lauren Hill? Why did you say I'm playing her more than Lauren Hill? So when you say that, it's the same era. The score came out in 1996. Foxy Brown's debut album comes out in 1996. So then the question is, are you telling, you know, then you'll be like, so wait a minute. Do you want me to revisit what Lauren Hill was, how she was rapping in 1996? <laughs> we can revisit. We can revisit, but we know. Let's revisit. We can revisit. That's not a, that's not a problem. Okay. But we know what she did in 1996. Now, if, if you want it, so I can just say, for example, while Foxy was going toe-to-toe with um with Hov and Nas and them, Lauren Hill was on a was on a group album, and she was spending five mic verses with, with dudes and having the best verse. Was She's better than them, niggas, though. Of the score. Yeah. She, she yeah, but... She was, she was the, the clear MVP. MVP. Um, the score. She was the clear MVP. Hey, um, outsiders, outsider niggas, Pace One and Eminem boys and all around. What's the other dude that Rod Diggs gave daddy? Let's be real, man. Lauren and Rod Diggs got them niggas out the paint on cow, wild cowboys. I mean, cowboys, pardon me. So wild let me cowboys, tell you this. I thought Lauren Hill and Rod Digger going back and forth is Rain Ghost, is Prime Rain Ghost, Prime Styles P. Going yes. back and forth. Yes. If you listen to that back and forth Cowboys. Um, Lauren Hill's versus so the thing is I, this is why people Lauren Hill meant so much to people off that score album that when you say I'm listening to more Foxy Brown than Lauren Hill, people might interpret it as just saying a uh, Foxy Brown is better did. than Lauren Hill. But, but see, but now, that's how I'm it, saying no, no, hold on, talk about, talk about, talk about. Let, let, let's say let's say if I did say that. Let's say if I did say that. I'm about to get flame right now. I'm not saying comment boys. 
Put the guns down. Put the burners down. Relax. I didn't say that. I'm having a conversation with my brother. Right? If somebody said that, so, she watched it. Are they literally jumping out the uh-huh. Empire State Building by saying that? Yes. Yes, they are. Because let me tell you why. Me and you are, we understand levels to lyricism. Of we course. understand you could have you could have delivery and we can like it better. Like, for example, me and you could like a street rapper like Uncle Murder better mm-hmm. than a lyrical, a lyrical dude like, um, give, me, give me a lyrical dude who, who's lyrical, but we like Uncle Murder better than him, knowing Uncle Murder don't rap better. Joey Badass. Joey Badass. Okay, perfect example. Perfect example. I like Uncle Murder more than Joey Badass. Okay. <laughs> By the way, did you say that? Let me just say this right now. Joey Badass, Raekwon. Watch your mouth. Watch your mouth about Joey Badass. Again, and Black Thought bodied them as bad as Capadonna on Winter Wars, as bad as the <laughs> cannabis on uh, Beat from the East. That's a fact. Static Select will tell you that. Raekwon will tell you that. Joey Badass will tell you that. But that's a tangent. So the point I'm making is, uh, let's you want to make a case. You want to make a case. Lauren Hill, I mean, Foxy Brown is better than Lauren Hill. I would say this to you. You can't. I'm not going there. Unless, no, so, so I, what listen, I would say is. I'm not going there. I'm, I'm, I'm not going there. I'm not going there because, hold on. I'm not going there because if I had to give who had a better year in 96 between Lauren and Foxy, let's be real. Sorry, they both had dope years, did they not? Now, our edge, Lauren on the strength of no, 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 she could rap when she felt like it. She rapped on three songs. And them three songs she Listen, man, I love Lauren. She was 20 times better than that whack-ass nigga prize. She, I mean, White Clef was like, I ain't got no beef for White Clef, so, but even though lyrically she's better than White Clef, live performance, I'm giving it to Fox. And he took Lauren is over Foxy twice on Sunday. Is she lyrically better than White Clef? I don't know. But yeah, son. Come on. That's what we're doing. Uh, and let me say something. You said the hip-hop community yeah, right quick. That's what we're doing. I don't, I, don't know I don't know how you feel me on this. I don't know if you feel me on this. I felt niggas gassed up, and they highlight, highlighted the White Cloud Carnival album. Like, that shit was some, like, five mic album. I had a real problem when niggas was really going hard with White Cloud solo album. It was okay. Don't think it was White that Club crazy, the Carnival shit. Let me, so let me tell you how I feel about White Cloud since we're on that subject right quick. I think Wyclef is more of a musical genius than Kanye West. I'm not mad. I, I agree with that. And you know what, though? I don't know if people agree with you on that, but I would definitely 100% co-sign that. Now, Kanye West that. absolutely had more success. Kanye West absolutely had more success. But I understood and lived in the moment. Now, I watched Wyclef play the instrumental performance. Sure. While he battled Lauren Clay, yes, while he battled Lauren Clay, I watched him do that. Okay, I watched him play the instrumental doom 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 doom. doom. Like I, mm-hmm. I know how ill he is. He's ill. Fuji's he's alive, ill. He's Ill. The Fujis are dope. Ill. They are alive. They no alive. Question. They're ill. Like that's not even no. So, so, it ends a bunch so, about so, that. So, so when you say you've been listening to Foxy Brown more, and you said Shaynor, um, agreed, right? I would like you mm-hmm. to tell me what did you think about 
what did you think of her China Doll album? Her second album, her follow up album. I did not like China Doll at all. The follow up to the score for Lauren Hill was the miseducation of Lauren Hill. The follow up to This is why I got a problem with rappers. I think a lot of times the rappers, man, we have to really, one day we need to do a show about the follow up albums. Because that's a lot of, that's the talking hip-hop that doesn't get talked about a lot. The follow-up albums to niggas' first classic albums or niggas' four-and-a-half mic, strong five, strong four mics, four-and-a-half mic albums, classic albums. Like, those don't get talked about a lot, man. The follow-up albums and the follow-up album. I'm sorry, Fox. That China Doll album was not it, man. I was not rocking with that at all, B. I got to keep it behind it, man. Kim might have been a Kim might have had a better year. What year did that shit come out? Ninety nine? Yeah. Yeah, Kim might have had a better year than Foxy ninety nine, yo. I'm gonna keep it real. In ninety nine, uh, yeah. Kim 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 didn't drop nothing. Kim dropped a joint in two thousand. With that no matter what. Quiet Storm remix though. Quiet Storm remix though. We're still getting bubbling though in ninety nine though. Still bubbling. Bang 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 remix. Still, bang 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 remix. Still, ah see, bang see. I'm going to go bang, bang over um, Quiet Storm Kim. I'm going bang, bang. She had a better verse than Capone and Nori to me. That shit meant more to me. My thing is this, okay. man. You throw a beat on, man. Foxy throw a beat on. Foxy smashing a lot of chicks. You throw a beat on to me. Like, just rapping? Okay. She's ill. I don't have an old MC Fox like Boogie Brown. Okay. Now, listen, listen. I'm not... I'm just... I have no problem with it, man. Like, you're not going to get Foxy Slender from me, man. I was big into Foxy Brown. That's interesting. How would you compare Eve to Foxy Brown? You know, E-V-E, my dogs believe in me, not Eve. <laughs> well, you know how I feel about Eve. I'm the first one to say that um, Eve's Scorpion album meant more to me than Drake's Scorpion album. That's a fact. That's not even no hate. That's just being real. I mean, that's a fact. I mean, I've said that numerous times on this show. I'm not falling back from that either. If yo man, my God, listen, for all the talk that people try to say Swiss Beats gets with DMX, to me it's Swiss and Eve. Because truth be told, a lot of y'all out there think that Swiss Beats did a lot of beats on um, DMX's first album. Dame Grease to me gets more props on that first album than Swizzy did. Dame Grease, Dame, Dame Grease, come on, come on. That's a Dame Grease produced album. If you mention Swiss Beats but DMX's first album, then you're playing yourself. All you sound crazy. About, this is the anniversary of DM, this is the twenty second anniversary of DMX Darkest House High. Well, you know what? It's time to give Dame Grease his flowers. If y'all gonna get flowers, <laughs> you give it to Dame Grease. You cannot. That's a fact. Put Darkest House High. I totally agree. Okay, that's. I totally agree with that. Okay, that's, that's but now, about. Do you feel me when I say that though? That maybe Swizz and Eve, their connection was like, was it bigger than X and Eve? I mean, X and um, it wasn't big. X and um, Swizz. But it wasn't bigger than X and Swizz because DMX was the biggest artist in the world. But in terms of the chemistry, I thought Eve's, I thought Swizz Beats' uh, production with Eve was fire. And Phenomenal. Eve was, with, Eve was rapping with Prime X, Prime Kiss, Prime South, Prime Drag. Like, I lo- listen, yeah. let me tell you what happened with Eve. Eve never had a chance to fall off. She just never came out with another album. She came out with three fire yeah. albums in a row and just She did a TV show. I thought her first album. I thought her first album was one of the most introspective albums for a female in hip-hop history. 
I'm introspective wise. Okay. So, so, okay, no, no, I know you're saying that, but let me, I'm, I'm going to really throw a curveball on you because I don't know if you heard this album, but this album had mad introspective Jean stuff Grey. on it. Now, I know you know the artist. Queen Pen came out with an album. Wow. So, now, let me tell you, man, Queen Pen was spitting some heartfelt growing up pain. Yeah, she did. She did. She did no, she did. She did. That's a fact. Remember that song? You know that, remember that song by uh, Tears for Fears? I know this much is uh, true. That's a classic. That's a classic right there. They got an introspective thing off of that. I'm talking just. Oh, like, she sampled that? She, was, she, she sampled that drink? That's wrong. Yeah. And by the way, that was my shit. Yo, I played that for. And by the way, for all you cassette tape heads, that Queen Pen album was on a, <laughs> was on a cigarette carton. When you buy cigarettes, the higher cigarette boxes, there was an era in hip hop where they was releasing albums on cassette, but they were releasing mm-hmm. the, um like a, like a cigarette box. Puns album was yes, released like that. that. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. The Firm's album on cassette was released the like that. The Firm's album, yes. It was released like that, and so was Queen Pen. But I'm just saying, that album has some introspection on it, man. But that's a low album. I don't even know if people even know who I'm talking about when I say Queen Pen. So, yeah. Where do you rank Yo Yo? By the way, she's from Brooklyn too. She's from Brooklyn too. That's true. Does Brooklyn have the best female MCs? Mm. No, no. I think no. I think I think female MCs can come from anywhere. You know what I'm saying? Listen, just because MC likes from Brooklyn, she's your favorite. I know you want to go Brooklyn, but it's <laughs> hard to say that, man. No like Foxy Kim, I'm going like Foxy Kim. Look at that Like Foxy Kim is fire, fire. Let me ask you. What do you think about me, X? I see a lot of brothers on the timeline, the Southern brothers. The Southern brothers, they love me, X, though, man. They they make no bones about it. You New York niggas, y'all can talk that Foxy Kim shit y'all want to, but we over here giving props to me, X. Mama Mia, for real. And listen, they love me, X. Super, super, super props to them. And for the Southern brothers, put put me on. You know what I'm saying? I know where I don't have insight or, or full knowledge, and I'm – well versed on Mia X's catalog. So if y'all telling me she fire and she was the joint back They love me, XB. When Southern Brothers going that female bag, the first bag they go to, I noticed that Mia X bag. They let it be no so why they going to the Mia on the timeline. Why do they go into the Mia X bag before the brat? Now maybe the Midwest brothers would go into brat because niggas didn't now when I was talking female hip hop today on the timeline Dudes did throw the brat's name out there. It was good as hey, listen. The brat was there with big shit at the table with Biggie at one time, my G. At the Source Awards, she was in a nomination with Big, met the man when Big was like, Shout out to the brat, shout out to the mouth. I did it for the borough though. I love Biggie, man. I gotta continue. Yeah. The the brat gets mad love for me, B. Oh, what's your brat, thoughts on I, I love the brat. What's your thoughts love on the brat? True honey buns? True honey buns? I love true honey buns, man. Now, let me ask you this. Yo, we used to call it a female Q-tip. That's what I used to call it that all the time. Okay, so let me ask you something. How would you compare and contrast Bahamadia with, let's say, a Rhapsody? Wow. I think, you know, you know what's funny about Rhapsody, though? You know, in the basketball analogy term, and you'll appreciate when I say this. I don't know if you're going to appreciate what I'm saying, but the analogy you appreciate. A lot of times they talk about, oh, can certain dudes played in this era, right? I think Rhapsody could have flourished in the eighties and nineties. And you say that because of her rhyming skills. 
and how much she shows old females. I think she studied. I think she's one of the first female, one of the few females that studied a lot of the people before her, and shows respect to them. The Lawrence, the Foxy, the Kims, Latifahs, Moni Loves. I think she studied those women and really appreciate those sisters. What is your, what, how did you feel about Jean Grey? She used to rap a black thought. She had songs of black thought. Un, most under, what, I can say this about Jean Grey. Can I put Jean Grey in one of the most underrated females of all time? Can I put it in that bag? And why do you put it in that bag for the listeners? Because I believe her skill set is, is better than a lot of females. She could rap, rap, like rap, like nice, nice, right? her own bars. She's nice. Like, I'm going to be real with my, my guy. Once again, I'm glad we have a platform to say this. I think Jean Grey was better than a lot of dudes. That's a fact. Jean Grey. A lot of dudes. So, uh, so I've seen I've seen Jean Grey live. I okay. mean, this I've is, never seen Jean Grey live. She's literally, she's literally. I mean, if you want to get, you talk to a regular normal person who just loves hip hop, it's mm-hmm. Jean Grey. Like when you, you, you mm-hmm. she's, I can't even, like you won't you won't know you wouldn't know she was a rapper. You would not. You'd have no idea she raps. She because she, she she comes up like she's just a regular normal girl. But then she she has she has such a dedication to her craft. And remember, all the top spitters, man, they loved her, man. And they all used to do songs. They all used to rap with her, man. So I just wanted to know how you felt about Jean Grey. You know what I mean? Love Jean Greasy, man. Love Jean Greasy. Why yo yo? Ice Cube, Ice Cube boy, yo yo out, man. You know, yo, yeah. you can't play with my yo. Um, classic, but classic. Yes, super classic. And yo, yo was classic on, the, on, on a brandy remix. Yo, yo was classic yes. on the brandy remix. But let me tell you my love, my female love after MC Light and in between Queen Latifah and after Queen Latifah, it was Lady of Rage. And I'm gonna tell you this right now. Yeah, you I love Rage. I know that. Rage. You love Rage. I, when I when I say I love Rage, man, I mean I really loved Rage. Listen, I, I listen like I said when we did the Snoop Dogg. I said the first person you hear on Snoop Dogg's album is Lady of Rage. That's the yeah, first right. Oh, here's another question. It is a crime against humanity that Lady of Rage did not drop an album in 1995 with Dre production. It is a crime. Yeah, I'm agree with that. I'm. A, you know what though? You know what? I'm agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, I think Death Row could have done a better job with Lady of Rage. I'm going to be real with you. Think about this. Think about this, how they ruined it. Lady of Rage is on The Chronic. Lady of Rage is on Doggy Style. Yeah. Right? She's on Doggy Style. It's Dog Pound. Two million major hit. Drop Lady of Rage the same year. They dropped Lady of Rage in 95. Everybody would have bought it. I was copying. I was copying. How do you not buy Lady of Rage? By the time she came out, Defo fell apart. Pac died. Dre left. Defo was done. Now, of course, I bought the Lady of Rage job with the Primo production and Afro Puffs and all that because I love Lady of Rage. Afro Puffs. Come on, man. There are some hip-hop injustices. Let's be clear. What if when 50's hot in 2002, M doesn't drop his album immediately by February 03? History changes. When you capitalize on what you've built and you just, you know, you didn't capitalize on nature. 
You never capitalize on inspected deck. You never ca- just so yeah. much what if Yo, that deck man, thing, yo, that deck thing bothers me. That inspected deck. Uh, that inspected deck bothers me. That, yo, it, it bothers me that and I'm gonna say this, man. And see, I want y'all to clean your ears when I say this. Even Watson, as much as he loves deck, he's gonna be he's, he's gonna feel me on this. I like the pillage by Capadonna more than inspected decks and control substance. I'm not mad at you for that, man. Now, this has nothing to do with who we think is the better MC. It's just who had oh, the better, better album. Deck is literally better than Donna. Who, who, so, tell me this, but, but, but Capadonna, The Pillage, was a better produced album. And let it me was. Just say this I'm going to say this. Is, four mics. I'm going four mics to Pillage. For real. Uh, no, I agree four mics. You, I agree with you, but the, thing, but the thing that bothered me is RZA. He's your first artist on Razor Sharp Records, so you make sure he gets beats. But Deck comes out with your, with, with an album, and yeah, that Deck no thing is really bothersome. Deck producing his own album, and then he's and then he's rhyming with a lot of dark man. Like he's not even getting, yeah, that's... you know, he's getting a hook. He's getting a hook from Raekwon. Oh, why is Deck getting a lot of dark man and a hook from Raekwon? Like, come on, man! That, my that, 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 I don't want to. Hold on. I don't want to revisit history, though, but I'm going to revisit history with you, though. Could Deck have came out before Old Dirty? Can Inspect the Deck? Could his no, album no, 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 come no, out no. before Old Dirty, bastard? No. No. No way, Jose. Oh, I'm just throwing it out there. This was his way you're wrong. Old Dirty got signed off of a freestyle on the Stretch and Barbito show by Electra. Dante was. Heard him and got him signed. Old Dirty was popular, so no, he should not have come out before him. But what should I have happened? I wonder how that deck Maybe. album would have looked in '95, though. I wonder no, how that deck album looked in '95, man. It. It's not '95 to drop it. You drop it in '96, the beginning of '96. They only dropped one album in '96, and that was Iron Man. You dropped deck after you dropped Liquid Swords. He dropped. Yeah. He dropped yeah. ODB. In in '95, they dropped ODB. They dropped Rain Ghost, and then they dropped Liquid Swords. Next up, got to be Deck. And you know what happened to me? Nothing. Then they, it was, and, and that Deck album story, came away. I ran the to the store to cop on Control Substance, my nigga. I watched the album. Wasn't the album cover with like a dog or some shit like that in the source? I'm watching that. I used to, yo, fam. Came out, I had that shit on my wall. It came, out, it came out in 99. But the problem with that is, is, by then, late, it wasn't the same no more, man. Like, it was after, way like too damn, late. think about that. Let's think about it. That shit didn't come out till after the Wu Tang Forever, my nigga. That's crazy. <laughs> it should have came out. Mm, yeah. It came after. Yeah. Yo, yo, let's keep it real. It came out after Killer Priest. It came out. It came out after Heavy Mental. It came out after. Wait a minute. Wu- did it come Army? out? Did it come out? <laughs> well, album came out first? Mobilarity or Dex album? Uh, I know they both came out in '99, but the the point I'm making is, I mean, Sons of Man came out before that solo album. Sons of Man. Sons of Man. Oh God. Grave Diggers too, right? Grave Diggers too. The Grave Diggers. The Grave Diggers. My point is, especially for an MC that's all respect. Like if you see any Wu Tang doc or they have the highest respect for Inspector Deck. How does he not drop an album in '96 at the latest? Yeah, that's. I mean, I'm, 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 at the latest. And, and like they said, you know, yeah, Rizzo, Rizzo, he was talking. bugging. You don't he know. was bugging. So let me tell you what I said. You know, Rizzo had that flood and he lost the beat. You know, that's the famous story. He lost his beat in a flood or a fire. Some, there's some story like Isn't that. that the same, hold on. My, Isn't that the same thing that happened to Banks, though, that he lost his CD or something in the back of a chick's car? 
or some shit like that. You had to start over or some shit. Yeah, I was so, a story about so, banks and so, all that. So there's, there's what ifs in hip hop that, in my opinion, would have changed the course of history. And and, and listen, nature drops in '98. If if nature drops in '98 and the cookout and all that fire joints he had with Nas was out there, the momentum with him would have been real. I love nature. You, you don't come up with Come on, B. I they, love they nature, man. The way on the way the way you feel about tragedy, Gaddafi, is the way I feel about nature. When it comes to Queensbridge niggas, I, I I know you can't you cannot love like nature. nature that much. You cannot I love, love nature. Wait, 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 I love the last I do love nature. No, 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 I no. do. Saying, no, I no. do, nigga. No, no, you're saying you like it as much as I like Gaddafi, and I'm saying yeah. you don't like it as much as I like Gaddafi. You love Gaddafi. I love nature. Gaddafi, because Gaddafi's the MVP of the war report. Well, my nigga, I had arguments with niggas. I I I'm not mad at that, but I had arguments with niggas. About Nas and Nature at one time. How about that? In '99, I wanted okay, to hear a, a, a Nature album way before fucking Nas How about that? No, you could have wrapped it up with a dope debut album. That's the thing. As much as you love Nature, you can't support uh, All Seasons isn't a dope album. It's not. It was a very disappointing debut. Three and a half. Three and a half. If someone you argue is better than Nas, dropped a three and a half mic album. I'm sorry, B. I didn't say better than Nas. We're talking about. I didn't say better than Nas. We're not doing that. I thought that it was, I thought Nature had the same case of Beanie Seagull with Hove. Like, he could hang with, like how niggas say Beanie could hang with Hove, or how many had a better verse than Hove. Nature was the same with Nas. What's this album? The problem, you, the problem with Nature is he dropped a bad debut album and then disappeared. Like, he's an MC that you're saying is nice? Well, if Nature's nice, we got all these MCs. Nature, Nas did Nas not help him out. Nas did not help that man out. Nas, I think Nas... Should have done more for nature. This I, is why I, I say nature. Can, I wish nature. I wish. I wish Dr. Dre would have schooled up nature. I really wish that would happen. So he could, why? So he could do to nature what he did to John Connors and Joel Atkins. <laughs> him. That's why you wanted Dr. Dre to pick him up. Because once Eminem came into the picture, Dr. Dre prioritized nobody. <laughs> he prioritized nobody. So that's what you wanted to get scalped for life. Yo, let me ask you a question. What do you think Dr. Dre's doing all them beats? He has just chilling, my nigga. No one's touching him. I always think about that shit. He has all these beats. Why? What is he doing with these beats he has just chilling in his damn laptop that no one hears? Beats I'm talking about. I is wish he gives something to Game, gives something to Mozzie. Is he a GOAT producer? Is he a GOAT producer? He's one of my GOAT, he's one of my GOAT producers. No, 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 no. Is he a GOAT producer? He's one of them. He's one of them. I have no, five, no, no, four no, no, out of no, five no. GOAT producers. No, 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 no. I do, I my nigga. I, 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 I do. Five. I want a number one. I have five GOAT producers. Okay, is he your number one producer of all time? He's in my top three. Okay. So he's not your number one producer of all time. Is that what you're telling me? No. He's not my number one. Okay. He's not number one. Number, number two. All right. All right. But I love, I love, I love Dre, man. I don't think, I think the, I think the only thing with Dr. Dre is we don't talk about the um, aftermath, Dr. Dre. I didn't like that. I wasn't too crazy about that, Dr. Dre. Feel me? Like the RZA was a better producer. So uh, let, me, let me ask you a question. Let me ask. Did you think the what? Did you think the production on the Slim Shady album was five mics? 
Do you think that's no, a Bob Mike produced album? Oh, I, no. I, okay. Okay, did you think the Marshall Mathers of People's a Five Mike produced album? Oh, I see what you're doing. 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 I thought about what you think. Well, you're like, I got him at number two, or he could be number one. So I said, let me do a deep dive. We're not doing that, Wait a minute. Because the deep dive is aftermath that nobody talks about. You didn't like the production. It's not five of my production. No, it was a ring, ding, dong, ding, 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 dong. So, okay, so, you know. And and what do you mean you see what I'm doing? I'm just asking you questions and you're answering them, brother. Nah, I see what you're doing. Tell the people. No, let's have a real talk here. I think. You feel, I think you know Dre's that dude. I think you don't put him in high, in the high hierarchy like the culture I does. I think Dre's artists are bigger than his production. How, what do you think about that? <laughs> well, damn, can we, say, can we say that about a lot of people? No, we can't. We can't say that about Primo. Primo gave five my production to Group Home. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Because... Oh, well, yeah, you're right. I, well, here's the thing. I didn't like when Guru decided to do Jasmine Taz without Premier. I didn't like them shit. Did Snoop survive without Dr. Dre? The Dogfather album was trash. No, that's not I'm what never I, really, I, I'm never, No, no, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. We're not, we, we got, no, 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 no. I can't let you get those balls off without me saying, yo, the Dogfather album. What's the Dogfather okay. was trash. Okay, okay. So you didn't like Dogfather. So you didn't like Dogfather. You didn't like Boom. Now, you didn't like this. Did Snoop survive without Dr. Dre? See, I don't like when you do that, watch. You know why? Let me tell you why I don't like when you do that. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. When we, my Machi, we did a Snoop Dogg appreciation also years ago. Um, and we both highlighted that, yo, Snoop was out here looking butt naked, pause. He looked like he had his, he didn't know what the hell was going on in his career. Master P had to, like, Ignite some steroids in him right there to get him back on track. So Snoop was kind of lost right. for a little bit. Come on, come on, come on, come on. He that's was. What, that's what Snoop wasn't lost. Here's the thing: Snoop wasn't lost. He was in. He was in late limbo because he didn't want to be on death row anymore. He did not want to be His on death row. His music wasn't resonating like that, B. He death went through a two-year slump, man. Row. I'm sorry, man. Here's why. Here's why his name was resonating. Because when he got with Master P, he came out with the number one album in the nation, over 500,000 copies. All right, so I'm talking before that. Snoop you know, you're not slick. You're not slick. You're not slick. Before no, that, I'm not being before slick. Before the Master P slick. Before the Master P signing, watch. Before the Master P signing, me and you looked at Snoop Funny style. Let's not do that. We did. So, we so, did? so but, but let me guess. You wasn't looking at Cam Funny style before Rockefeller because his career was bubbling, right? Is that what you're telling me? Yo, the point I I'm making is that... Yes, no, no, stay there. Can we stay there? Can we stay there? Can we stay where you just went right there for a second, brother? Listen, not for nothing, are we going to act like, as much as you and I talk about um, G-Unit in the mixtape era, that Cam, that Jay-Z and Dame Dash, they did not know that Cam and them Dipset boys was out here bubbling when he got out that Sony deal? I go up to Sony smack grown man like the only children? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? When Dipset, listen, when Dipset came to Rockefeller, they did not need Jay-Z to hold their hand. Like, Bleak and um, Beans. At all. Beans didn't hold to hold his hand. I don't think Beans didn't hold to hold his hand. So why did they put the anything record on, on Beanie Siegel's first album? No, no, no. You got to answer that. Why did Hope do that? Hope did that. <laughs> the, for oh, more sales. That was 
That wasn't, but tell me, that wasn't a Beanie Seagull move. Beanie Seagull would say, hey, can you put your solo single <laughs> and then shoot a video for it and put it on my album? Nobody that Yo, was a boy. Can, can I say something, though? Hey, Hov. Hey, Hov, I got to be real with you, man. I know you're trying to get a Hard Not Life Part 2 out of that anything joint, man. But wait for it, Hov. <clears throat> nah, fam, I did not like anything, man. I did not like anything. No. Mm-mm. And sidebar. LL Cool J, man. Let me say this right quick, brother. As much as we, me and Watson show you mad level here, man, your IG live is so goddamn. I got to get this off, Watson, before we go to another topic. His IG thing is so fake, brother. If you go to LL Cool J's IG live, he, he, the people that he has decided to talk to and, and plug in on his, on his joints, dogs, they be looking like his people that he told his management people, yeah, let Ross, who's living in Farmers Boulevard on. Like, it's so scripted to me. It's damn near disgusting watching LL Cool J's IG Live. And I love LL Cool J, but his IG Live is traca, trash. I don't like that shit, man. Um, you're big on 3D Nati. And you're big on Miss Hustle. Those are your go-to girls who I've, I've known you for three years, going on four years. And Young M.A. Young M.A. Young M.A. Yes, Young M.A. Because, yes. Yes, I know, because you always tell me Young M.A. is one of the best rappers out of Brooklyn, period. You always throw that to me all the time. Now, um, not one of the best, the best, the best, the best young rapper. Let me ask you a question. If they formed a group, would you like that? It's like they formed a group here. Young M.A., 3D, Nazi, <laughs> and Miss Hustle. Like group, right? it, would be, it would be a female re-up gang or a female slaughterhouse to me. Really? Slaughterhouse? Yep. You say slaughterhouse, yep. my G? This nigga yep. went to slaughterhouse bag, y'all. This nigga went to the slaughterhouse bag. Dogs, do you hype up Young M.A. too much? Let's be real. Do you? I know you about to go in the M&M bag. I know you about to go M&M bag. You love going in the M&M bag that M&M went to call that Young M.A. Three, and dropped three, love that, three, don't three. you? I know that means a lot to you. That point, means so much to you. At this point, here's the thing. At this point, if I can't, if you if you can't connect with Young M.A. the way I do, it'll never happen. So it doesn't make any sense for me to even try to Are you still fight that battle. album that we review? Hold on, talking about. Are you still playing that album that we review? The three Mike album? I'm playing her mixtape. I'm playing her mixtape. That she dropped when yeah, she was rhyming on the project. Yeah, I play those two. You're not talking about the album. Nah. Why, why, so why are you not talking about the album? Why aren't you talking you know about the album, sir? What are you playing? And I said, I'm playing Making the Soap Up. I'm playing old stuff. I'm not playing anything modern right now. I'm giving you so what when's I'm the last playing? time you played Young M.A.'s album, sir? This earlier this year. Earlier, she just got the, the video for R&I. She was weak, yo. She was so weak. Let me just say this. So Let me just say this. Man, Let me just say this. Young M.A. raps better than any male rapper that you listen to right now who's not in his 40s. Are you kidding me? <laughs> any male rapper you listen to who's not in his 40s, Young M.A. Worse for verse and play Young M.A. versus better than they verse. And, it, and, and it'll be easy to do. Better than who? Any oh, any any male rapper who's not in his forties. I like surfboard at young man. All right, man. I'm I'm not I'm not, I'm not having Here's where a real argument is. Here's where a real argument is. Who had the better personal <laughs> rap? That's a legitimate argument. Who's a better MC? Jay Z or Nas? That's a legitimate argument. 
Young M.A. is too strong. <laughs> it's not a debate. <laughs> I like 725. I like 725 way more than a Young M.A. shit that we review. Way God more by you. far. If you want to get to war, it's not a reality. It's not a reality. Not a reality. By the way, let me just say this. Since we're talking about surf, I got surf 30 loaded lux. I have surf 30 people loaded lux. And that's what everybody I have surf 30 lux. Where else did you say that? 30 lux. I'm shocked you're going in that bag. I'm so shocked you're going to the 30 bag. Really? I don't think. I, I think he's gonna thirty him. I think he's gonna thirty. I think he's gonna get him out of here. Can I get your take on? I know they made up and everything on the Gilly Joe Budden situation that happened a couple of days ago. What's your take on it? They made up. Everybody made up and everything. Is it official that they made up? Is it official that they squashed? Yeah, it's official. It? It's official that Gilly called, spoke to Mall, and squashed with Mall. I don't think he didn't say he didn't say anything about apologizing to. Joe Budden and Rory and Joe Budden podcast. Everyone, I'm pretty sure, tuned in this morning to see if there'll be the clapback. But they did not say nothing at all. They kept them moving. So that means that Shout it's squashed. Right quick. Yeah. So that means that it's squashed. So that means that it's a 50 squash. So yeah, like, but I, 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 I don't, well, Gilly was talking about it crazy, though. Hey, Gilly, you be talking like you was that dude musically in Philly sometimes, bro. Like, I do not have you better than Beanie Siegel, Gilly. I'm sorry. I know everyone loves you a million dollar worth game and they love you and Wallow together. But if we're talking music, now see Watson this way gets different, y'all, because Watson loved Major Figures, y'all. I wasn't a major figures guy. He was. He loved all that lava and um, Bianca, Dutch and Spade. I like Dutch and Spade though. But he was a major figures guy. I wasn't. I don't was not. What did you a think about the song? What did you think about the song Dead Man Walking with Benny Steel, Dutch and Spade? You were Dead Man Walking. That's a five my song. It's a five mic song. Okay, what, what what did you think about where I'm from? Dutch and Spade and Cameron. Oh, uh, really? Come on, Cameron's the MVP I'm, of that I'm song, just, though, I'm, but I'm, that was a five song. I'm having a oh, so back to back. Play Toronto like Doug Christie. Play Toronto like Doug Christie, nigga. Killer Cam. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Bitch is lying on the coochie. Bitch is lying on the coochie saying we was it. What? Them hoes love me in the five, but the dealer tried to six me. They be in the six me. Yes, yes. Yo, that's a collaboration that we know, but that doesn't get talked about. Like, I love that joint. I know you I, You know how much I love the Cam Prodigy joint. I'm um, losing weight. I love that joint. Love that joint. But I wasn't a Gilly title, man. Gilly be talking like his music was no, no, fire. No, 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 I don't no, got no. Gilly. I don't got Gilly over over um Black Thought. I don't got Gilly over um Meek Mill. I don't got. I don't over Cassidy. Okay. I don't. Not even Cassidy. You know. Or so Fluid. let me tell you what musically. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. So, um, everybody you named had more success than him. So it's like it's 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 such an easy. Cop out answer. Oh, they all had out. more there success than Gilly. There we go. The cop out. I'm gonna cop out way off of Philly, nigga. They're all from Philly. Watch. Here's the cop out. They're from Philly. Here's the cop out. Here's the cop out. Cop out. All had more successful albums than him. So you saying that, and if people don't know and about Gilly's history, if, if 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 people don't know about Philly's if about Gilly's Philly history, they'll they'll easily. Why don't they know he's the king of Philly, right? Why don't they know he's the king of Philly, right? He's the king of Philly, right? Philly people. How do they know his catalog? You know who knows? You know who knows? People from Philly and me. People from Philly know, and I know. 
And that's what's important. I don't have no, I like ARI music way more than Dark Low, way more than Gilly the Kids music. Okay, that's fine. My fault. I'm not anybody you named. I'm a I'm a Philly I'm a Philly MC head. Speaking of Philly MCs, OG Real, RJ Kane, Bobby the Will remix with Jay with 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 uh, oh, talk about it. Talk about it. Talk about it. Talk about Philly guy from the '80s, the Fresh Prince, that that dude. I thought he so. What, what do we think about Will Smith body and so so think about it. Will Smith body the joint with Jordan Lucas, and I thought Queen Latifah body her verse with um Rhapsody last year. Yo, but dogs, do you know Will Smith? That was an introspective verse. How he yes. broke down his whole career. You didn't. I, like, yeah. I thought I really liked that accolades he, bag. He, he went into his accolades bag. He went into his. This is my career bag. This is what I did. Yeah. I don't know if you can say accolades, nigga. If you're telling the truth, it's the truth. Well, the, the truth. Well, if you're running, if you're if, if you're running down, hold on. If you're running down your accolades, I'm hoping you're telling the truth. Well, you got a bunch of well, listeners here listening to you, Will. Tell me, there's resume talk or there's truth talk. Will. Well, I don't even look at Will as the king of Philly. I look at him as the king of every, like, just, he's bigger than Philly, man. I hate to be that guy, but, you know, it is what it is. I still love Summertime. So, you rank, wait, 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 you rank Cassidy in in a a, a hip-hop sense higher than Will Smith? Oh, boy. (laughs) Um, Lyrically, I got Cassidy over Will Smith, lyrically. Okay, lyrically, and I do not rank Cassidy is more important to hip hop Philly culture than Will Smith. If you're doing like a a top, ten uh, see now you're going a different bag. Now now you're going to culture no, no, and no, no, Philly talk. I, I, I just went straight to the I bars, brother. I asked, do you rate oh, Cassidy as a better MC than Will Smith? You said yes. Yes, I a better MC. Hold on, no, no, no. Then, hold on, and then you then you. Then you went to do some I other nuances to there. Oh, my nigga. You went to throw some other nuances in there, spice it up, and throw jerk chicken on top no of this nuance, shit. No nuance. wise I'm on gas. When it comes to me, when it comes to me with who's the better rapper, there is no nuance, and I'm not putting any cash. Will Smith is not, a better lyric, he's not lyrically better than one, Cassidy. One eight. And I'm going Will to Will Smith say, is not lyrically Will better Smith, than Cassidy. Will Smith has made better songs. Will Smith has made better songs, better albums. And to me, he ranks higher on the Philly Mount Rushmore tree. I rank. <laughs> yes, he does. The first of course, he does. Over Cassidy. <laughs> I rank the first over Cassidy. Okay, you know yeah, but you're talking about the whole package. Oh, you're talking about the whole package, though. Nah. You see, I don't like when you do that. No, 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 no. You see what you did? You did. get Cassidy that bag. He ain't getting that over Will Smith. Not to be. Well, let me ask you a question, though. Well, let me ask you this question, then. So, are we, are we talking about the whole totality of the career? Are we matching careers yes, of yes. Will Smith? We're talking about their whole so, see, totality not, of the right. career. So, of course, well, you just switch it up. If you're saying just rhyming, just bars, forget the movies, forget Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, forget all that. Just lyrics. I'm going Cassidy. Okay. It's different. And, and I'm was, going, well, this nigga was making songs. And I'm going, this oh, nigga was making songs about being on Mike Tyson, my nigga. There's no such thing as ever. Yeah, so about Mike Tyson, no my nigga. Come on, parents just don't understand. No such what are we talking about? Ever talk. If you nice, you nice. So let me guess. If you uh, nice in 87, the year, so if you nice in 87, the year came with, the year came <laughs> dropped war, and the year Kendrick Lamar was born, it's different. Uh, yo, yo, you want to go in this Kendrick bag so badly. Yo, you want so to like, go in the Kendrick bag. Let me, let me, 
Common boys. Common boys. Let me tell y'all about y'all brother Watson right quick. If you notice throughout this show, you said Kat, K-Dot's name a couple of times, right? Have y'all ever heard Watson ever say anything remotely positive? We did IG Live a couple months ago when he was just ishing on um, Kendrick Lamar the whole time doing a live and, and big enough push-up and everything. I think it's, if anyone looked at us and they like, okay, between three and Watts, who would like Kendrick more? If people just listen to us for, the, for a couple shows, they would probably pick you to like Kendrick way more than me. I think it's hilarious that I rock with Kendrick way more than you. But you love brothers like Tyler Kweli, but you don't like Kendrick Lamar. It's it's asinine to me. It's hilarious. It's like hilarious. Hilarious. So, so the point I was making, this is the point I was making, when you were like, we're talking different eras. So I said, wait a minute. So, in 1987, the year Kendrick Lamar was born, Kane comes out with a song called Raw. Here I am, R-A-W. And I'm going to take a random Kendrick Lamar song like uh, Swimming Pool. You're telling me the lyrical... uh, Swimming Pool? There's more lyrically swimming pool rhyming than Kane's rhyming on the Raw. Here I am, R-A-W. Let me know. Tell me. Give me the advancement of lyricism. I don't like when you do this. I don't like when you do this. I don't like when you pick historical songs. That will... No, no, no. Talk about, talk about, talk about. A couple of months ago, a couple of months ago, you and I got on Mickey Facts, right? Because we was talking about Smithsonian songs. Remember that segment we did about Smithsonian songs? Yes, 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 Mickey yes, Facts? yes, 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 yes. Right. So yes, I'm going to go here. You're talking about Smithsonian uh-huh. songs. Don't, swimming uh-huh. Pools, in my opinion, is not a Smithsonian song, Watts. It's not a classic Hall of Fame song. Why would you go swimming pools and then kill with Raw? This thing is crazy. How do you go Raw you better? to swimming pools? Wait a minute. I'll give you a better comparison. His control verse, his control verse versus Kane's verse on just rhyming with the biz. Control verse. They shook up the whole industry. Niggas is running to get to the lab. That messed that, up. That, that's something you can't rewrite. Cause you're not always talking about rewriting history and everything. You love going and rewriting history bad. I'm not going to let you rewrite that when all your favorite rappers from Papoose to Joe Budden to um, Joel Ortiz, all these niggas running to the booth to call a control verse. That was hilarious to me. I thought a lot of niggas played themselves. I'm going to keep it real. A lot of niggas played themselves. So I got to get you on record. Kendrick Lamar's control verse is lyrically better, in your opinion, than Kane's verse on Just Mama with the Biz. Yes! Now, I want to make sure we know what Kane verse we're talking about. Well, it's the Kane in the flesh. Of course, I'm fresh. That verse, right? Yes! That verse. Stepping on roaches, I get ferocious, supercalifragilistic. That, that verse, right? And I'm roaches, gonna, I'm yes! Make sure, I want to make sure. Kendrick Lamar's control verse to you <laughs> is better than Kane's no, no. verse on All right, Just well, Mama. No, no, what meant, what meant more to me, here's the thing. What meant more to me is Kane. But lyrics, the, the, the lyrics are different, man. It's a different era, man. What it's different, though, B. different, though, thing. man. Kendrick's I'm, lyrics I'm going to get more lit off Kane shit. I'm going to get more lit off Kane shit because it meant more to me. You get what I'm saying? But I can't issue on that control verse, my G. You're Wow, man. Okay. Even though I could off the top of my head name 20 verses that defecate on that, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to just <laughs> Take us home, man. Take us home, man. Jesus 
PSA Hip Hop, the home of R.I.P. Drazen Petrovic. Because me and you know Drazen Petrovic came in European style. He was on the bench for the Portland Trail Blazers, and then he was the star. And the Jersey Nets. And then he came to the New Jersey Nets. Right, so, him. hold on, Kenny Anderson so why don't you show love to Sharonis Marshallunas also then? Sharonis, Sharonis Marshallunas, who brought in the travel, the Eurostep that <laughs> because the NBA allowed Sharonis Marshallunas, he was, yo, he was walking, and he was like, yo, why can't you get away with that walk? It's because of Sharonis Marshallunas. But PSA Hip Hop, the home of R.I.P., Jonathan Petrovich. Jonathan no, Petrovich. Right. Yeah, of course. Right. You know, I didn't, I didn't think he going in the drawers bag, but all right. R.I.P. Jonathan Petrovich, I guess, man. It's your boy 3 on Watch, man. I know the vibes already, man. Fuck with your boys, man.